0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways
1: of making you talk.
2: Pump it louder, please.
3: indeed. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Kicking off with Remy Nicole. Welcome to the late night uh, best kept secret on radio to absolute idiots um, talking a little of our balls. I tell you what, Sam. Why don't you come in for the start of this bit here? Because we're gonna have a little update on something that we did right at the end of last night's show that some of you um, might have missed. And this is very important. This is this is the future, I believe. You can still call in. I'll, we'll just take calls straight to air. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. After 11 tonight, we've got Michael Galinsky on, the um, director of All The Rage, that film about Dr. Sarno that some of you will have seen. He's also doing a book about shopping malls, which I've seen bits of. It looks cool. Um, but last night, Catherine, tell the boys and girls, the ladles and jelly spoons, my brilliant idea to uh, get more listeners and callers to the show.
1: Well, we put the show on Tinder
3: I was hoping you were going to go into a little bit more detail than just saying that, but that's it. That's the essence. That's
1: kind of what, that's what happened. We put the show on Tinder with the, um, bio detail of, you know, we want you as listeners, you know, kind
3: of. Okay. Yeah, and not- we
1: got, we got a few little bites, but we can't tell whether they were bots or not. because...
3: No. Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the uh, uh, thing. Sam is the young person on this team, and he's used Tinder to get fa- uh, to get um, uh, romance. It's worked. Now he's uh, he's now he's got a normal romance with a, with a girl he actually knew the old-fashioned way. Um, uh, but. You set up our Tinder profile for us. What's the latest? How many, um, hits have we got? How, how, what's, how, what's it looking like? So, um, every
4: 12 hours you only like a certain amount of people. So as soon as that was up early on today, I just started liking everybody again. Yeah. Um, we've had matches with, I'd say total now about 30 or 40 people. That is good. So that I've, good. I've sent a message to all of them <laughs> yeah. saying we're on air between 10 and 1. Yeah. Um, listen here, phone this number. Um, I
3: have not a single reply. Okay, so they're thinking about
4: it, yeah. is how I interpret mysterious. that. Yeah, well, mysterious.
1: I think that's the way you play Tinder, isn't it? They're
3: playing hard to get. Would it help, because the picture is me and Catherine. Yeah. Would it help if it was the picture of Catherine's boobs?
1: <coughs> no, come on. Come no? On, no. Okay. All right, would it no, help? No,
3: because then they'll just think that it's, that
4: it's like a, the, the, the phone numbers are payers, yeah? Yeah,
1: exactly. We'll get some phone calls, though. Okay, well, all right.
3: <laughs> would it help... If on the picture, we put some text on the picture, we want you to call our radio show. Would that help? So the picture comes up, and it says that in big letters. Well... Let's... I'm, I'm asking the young man who's actually experienced this. I Not Grandma I'm experienced it in a personal grandma use. Grandma Gherkins. I, <laughs> I don't know where that goes. Grandma Gherkins. That was the, the best example of an old name I can come up with. Gherkins. Sorry to apologise out there G- now. G- G. Go on. <laughs> Go on, Sam.
4: Sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm only experiencing it personally. I've never, funny enough, used it for a radio station before. Okay.
1: So. Okay. I'm um, just thinking. Yes, sir. From a, you know, a sensitive female point <clears> of view, <throat> what do we really want from them? We want them to listen, don't we? More importantly than phoning in. No,
3: I want them to phone in. I want them to phone in.
1: But these are shy people. You can't meet people in real life. So, mm. why don't we say... Hey. We'd love... We'd love you to listen. We'd... Love it even more if you'd call.
3: But, okay, but that's a lot to, I don't want that on the picture. That's too much to put on the picture. It but needs this to thing,
1: I'm thinking, we've got, we've
4: got
3: nine pictures that we can put up there, so okay. I think we should, like, just try and I, get the whole spectrum. I think the, well, the computers in it. I think the, first the, the joke for, for 46-year-old men like myself. It's a joke for myself. Okay, I think the home picture should be the, fir- the one that they will, which is a good swipe, which is a bad swipe. Uh, right is good. Right is good. So left, I, leave it. Because yeah. I instantly went left for good in, in this. I, I, so they need to. Well, no, like, Tinder need yeah. to work on that. That's that's what I went, which is the good left, which is the right. Wrong right left.
1: is if you're a bit of all right, left. Left, left,
3: left on the shelf. Yes. Okay, I, 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 that works. Okay, that works for me. So we need. Do you have? I here's here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that is embarrassing for a 46 year old man that works with computers. Um, I, I mean, I work in PC World. I don't... I struggle. I don't know how to put words on a picture. I don't know how to yeah. do it. I, I, I don't know... I don't... I, I I managed to work it out once, but it looked lousy. Sometimes people put, like, and it looks great, and it looks creative and artistic and all of this stuff. Um, I don't know how to do that. So can we... Tweet. This is what we'll do. Sam, can you tweet and we'll retweet it. The original picture, right? And then one of the listeners can put the text on it. We want you to okay. call out, call and listen to our radio show, weeknights from ten. Hashtag TLNA. Boom. And then th- then you can download it. You can rip it from Twitter and you can then upload it to Tinder. Sure. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that works. All right. This is it. This is going to happen. Right, you, know. Just we got no one as. No one has got no back. one has replied. Oh, okay, yeah. other than that one person last night, a very, very early days. So this is what I think. Uh, can, can I call you Grandma Gherkins for the rest of the night? I think it's such an endearing, charming name, Grandma Gherkins. It was all, all, it was, it was the only old name. I don't know what that look means, Sam. Is that a good <laughs> look or is that a bad? Is that a left look or a right look? i left. I'm oh, Okay, okay. But are you, is she saying, is she saying with that look? Yes, you can call me Grandma Gherkins, but I resent you. I hate you. Or no, don't call me Grandma Gherkins. I'm thinking maybe the, the Gherkins might need changing, but that's what, that's what I'm getting from that. I know what. Why don't you ask her? I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> she looks furious. You ask her. <laughs> no, I don't have the nerve for that.
1: I was <coughs> swiping you both left.
3: Hang on Is your phone in here? No. I was gonna text I'm you. A professional. Okay, okay. So, Grandma Gherkins?
1: Say it again, I dare you.
3: Gargargo. Gargar Gherkin. That's like you can short make it cute. Gargar That makes it sound like she's a lunatic smearing (laughs) fecal matter over genitals. That's what that sounds like totally insane. Grandma Girkin sounds so suave and sophisticated. It sounds homely. We had um we, i tell you why the, the reference to faecal matter on genitals, we all walking I don't know, it was, it, was, it was come dine with me or four in a bed, and someone um, presented a, a meal or something, and they went, I, I know, this is insane, right? And it was just like, it was like jacket potato with chips or something, something weird but not insane. And we kind of both said, almost simultaneously, that's not insane. What would be insane is if he walked out with faecal matter smeared all over his penis. <laughs> that would be insane
1: we both jumped to the same image. Yes. <laughs> the same.
3: Isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> you two have been hanging out too long. <laughs> we, we have are. been hanging out too long. Right, if you tweet that picture, yep. um, then All I right. will uh, retweet it. And then one of you, dear listener, if you can put on this picture, um, we want you to listen, to call and listen to our radio show. Hashtag TLNA weeknights from 10 on DAB App and Talk Radio.
1: Wow, that's catchy. Yeah. And you said no to my suggestion, because there was too many you What, remind...
3: Remind me what your suggestion was. You don't remember it.
1: We'd love you to listen. We'd
3: love you to listen. Yeah. We'd
1: really love you to
3: call. Okay, thank you very much. It's because it's
1: love, you know, Tinder.
3: Oh, someone's put um, hashtag TLNA on a gif of a piece of cheese being chucked at a bell. (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh belchies. <laughs>
3: belchies. thank you gemma how the hell did you do that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call we will take calls straight to air although not from ken in uh, in newcastle who's calling in he's but i don't think we want to promote his um oh actually let, let's just let's just for a second thank you sam um hey ken Why are you so obsessed with sex? I'm not, Ken, Ken, let me get a word in. I've got something, I've got something really important I need to tell you. You're here. Ken, my show, my rules buddy. You want to come on, you follow my rules. I've got something really important to tell you, Ken. You
6: ready? Good night, you have a lovely night.
3: There we go, there we go, he won't talk to us. Ah, we didn't get any of his call, unfortunately. That guy preaches hate and homophobia and uh, anti-Islamophobia. No, Islamophobia, not anti-Islamophobia. That would be good.
1: Very interesting insight on James Wales' show, though,
3: wasn't it? I wasn't. uh, As soon as I hear that, that annoying, bigoted voice, I switch off in my mind and go to my happy place. 0344. 499-1000 Four nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call uh, now would be a great time i 'm going to retweet that picture If anybody has the technology to put those words on. May God bless you. This is going to be a great show. The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kat. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday.
0: With rule-free Ian Lee.
7: Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of
8: content. The
0: Late Night Alternative
7: with Ian Lee.
3: Hate alarm clock, hate going to work. On
0: Talk Radio.
3: Okay, well, well done. Uh, I've retweeted the picture, and Jasmine has put on approximately uh, a third of the words that I asked for. So, thank you, Jasmine. It would also be great if it was all the words, and also a font that could be read. That would be very, very helpful uh, to us. Billy McCurdy's done it. Um, um, Billy's done it. There we go. We right, Billy. Could you do it again and take off the? Um, the, the quotation marks around it. I was just using that in the text of the tweet to indicate. So if you could do it again, Billy, then boom, that is it. And we've got our image. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 03444991000. It's going to be some show tonight. Very strong vibe. Isn't
1: but- it? We want you. Dot 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 to call in. isn't it more
3: that? I'm, I'm, okay, it could because, be, you but know, it's you're, like, you first know, of all, you're coming round to my way of thinking no. that the, the words are right, so thank you, well, that's great. No, uh,
1: if big we're going step, with this, big step, if we have to go with this, you should
3: be very proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. Well, Sounds uh, proud of you.
1: If we I know your to... mum
3: and dad are disappointed in you, but God. that's something you have so to deal with on your own with them. Uh,
1: Can't help so you there. So, if you insist on this wording, which I think it's clumsy, but um, if you insist on this wording, we want you is the thing, isn't it? And then it's a but, bit not, not in a sexy way like everyone else on here. It's basically right, okay. what you're
3: saying. You, okay, we want you... So, get rid of the speech marks. We want you dot, dot, dot to call and listen yeah. to and you missed off the hashtag on TLNA. This is going to be hot. By the way, is... Um, if... Uh, Right, um, Aaron, that's awful. Uh, Jasmine, oh, <laughs> Jasmine, I don't even know what you're doing. Now you put the, the next third of words on, but on a different thing. Right, and and Gareth, you're blocked. You've just used that face app on us. Let's go. Yeah, you
1: know what you're doing there as well. You're handing our information to the Russians. They can use our we'll, images. We'll talk
3: about that in a minute. We will talk about that in a minute. Let's go to Jake. Good evening, Jake. Hey, how's it going in? Very, very well. I've got a bit of a sore throat, Jake, but I'm, I'm powering yeah. through it. Luckily, I made a mistake on my last Tesco shop. There's no such thing as a mistake. Uh, there's only, uh, happenings, start happenst- happenings. And instead of ordering two, you know, ginger, fresh ginger. Yeah. Instead of ordering like two little, um, little, little, little bricks of it. I don't know what it comes, you know, little, just, instead of ordering two little roots of ginger, yeah. I ordered, um, two kilograms of ginger. So I've got <laughs> shed loads of Didn't ginger. So I'm going to make myself some nice ginger tip, buy some lemons on the way home from the Petty Station, get some ginger and lemon and honey, and I'm going to cure my sore throat. You can do it right yeah, now, please. Cool. Anyway, Jake, what, what have you got for us, mate?
9: Um, well, I was calling then. I phoned in a couple of weeks ago with uh, baby Ellie, or baby Alan. As you oh, realize, d- yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah baby
3: uh... Alan, of course, uh, I'd <laughs> forgotten that the show had its own baby, but we do. <laughs> Good
1: job he hasn't.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's your baby, yeah. it's, but it's technically our baby, and when she's 18, she comes and works for us, that's the, that's the rule. How is our baby, the show baby, doing?
9: Uh, yeah, no, it's been, been doing amazing, I mean, she's coming up to four weeks now, she's coming up to five weeks, sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's all a little bit fuzzy those first few weeks, isn't it? It's all a little bit sleep-deprived.
9: Things are appearing in different cupboards in the kitchen where they don't normally belong, and, uh, you know, mistakes are being made due to lack of sleep, I think. But, um, yeah, no, she's doing amazing. She's uh, ulking out now, putting on weight very rapidly, opening her eyes a lot. There we go. Looking around, all sorts of things. Won't stop eating, you know, that's... uh, That's the main thing at the moment. Good.
3: That's all good. From what I can, here's the here's the thing, right? Everything you are doing with your baby now is the most important thing that you can do. And you've you've read all the books, you've you've spoken to all the classes and all of that stuff. I can't remember a single thing about bringing up a baby. I can't remember anything that we had to. It's all gone.
1: What I can remember is going and hanging out with the other mums and looking around and thinking, oh God, I'm not doing that yet. I should have that cup. We should be moving on to that now. And they were the people I took the lead from. But actually, when you look back, it doesn't matter. It's not like the kid's going to go, Oh, I can't believe you didn't get me that Tommy Tippy cup mm. until I was, you know, however many months old. It, it all comes in time. It all comes in time. But it does seem like you're kind of... It's a, like a computer game at first, isn't it? It's like the baby's crying. I've got to work out what goes where.
9: Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's level enough at the moment, if that's the case. Good. <laughs> Boss so, level. Yeah, she's, she's, doing, she's doing so good. You know, nice. Really proud of that. How are you feeling? Um, I'm doing really good, yeah, at the moment. Um, doing fantastic, you know. Um, the last few weeks have been intense. Yeah. But not in a bad way. You know, nothing like that. And sort of me and, me and Mum are just sat having a quiet night tonight.
3: Having a cheeky, cheeky little, uh, little spliff?
9: Is it? I wish, no. of course, I'm joking, I'm joking. Well, listen,
3: thank you for the update. Um, did, did I, we send some? Did we send absolutely, some? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, it, did I, you? Yeah, absolutely. I they think you thanked we, us to, for to, it. You didn't yeah, thank me. I,
1: it
9: did. When? Oh well, uh, I think we found it, and I think it could just have been cast.
3: On the radio that night. I right. Believe. Okay. Wow. Right. No. Okay. Okay. So the, the guy. Uh, that, okay. No, all right. I'd like. Alan. I would like that sent back to me immediately, <laughs> yeah. please, because that is outrageous. Uh, well, good. I'm glad. I'm. I'm really glad. Yeah. Catherine didn't pass those thanks on, and I think that says. I think that says more about her, Jake, <laughs> than it does about anybody else in this situation. So I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Jake. Yeah,
9: no, but anything else? So much. You know. No. 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 That's. That's it tonight. I just wanted to give you guys a wee update and. Uh, just you know. Let you guys
3: know what's going on. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. That's Jake and that's the, uh, baby Alan. Uh, I've got, I think I've sent you one, Sam. Uh, if you can upload that as our main picture. Um, uh, d- Lewis, that's awful. I don't know what you've done there. Um, um, okay. Okay. People are, people are starting to be very, very silly. So the face up thing, you're right, Catherine. It's, um, Oh, Lena's put one that says "phone in assholes." Right, <laughs> that doesn't help. That doesn't help anybody. <laughs> that really doesn't help anybody. Have you seen this one? Go on.
1: Sexy locals in your area want to meet you. <laughs> Call oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand for some fun.
3: Leno's Leno's put the text. I remember touch the truck. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Right, we're, th- we're sorted now, so we don't need that. If anyone spots us on Tinder, if any of you horn dogs. Or horn bitches? Oh, no! That's the name for a lady dog. Boy, when you teach your kids that some swear words aren't always swear words, they're 50% good words. Oh, they really enjoy... Daddy, what's a bitch? Oh, they really enjoy bloody. Yeah, they like bloody. Um, I taught my kids, when we were going down the water slides, um, that you're allowed to shout out swear words if you want. What? Yeah. <laughs> I went down with my youngest, and I, I let out a spontaneous, sh- <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you're allowed to do that. Sam's looking at us. Well, have we got a, have we got a bite? No, th- there's just a s- small issue with the whole putting a
4: po- photo with words yes, on right, it. yeah. Um, so, the problem is, is that because... By the way, I don't want problems, and want solutions, but carry on. I know, it's fine. Um, so, because you've... Um, per words, in it, it clashes with, uh, when you look on someone's profile, you see <laughs> their, their details comes up at the bottom of the picture.
1: Oh, so we need it up the top.
3: Yes. So, no, I, well, I've sent you one that's, uh, hang on. No, you sent me where it's at the bottom.
1: This one, I this can... one's at the top, why don't to you have you that one?
3: <coughs> because it's also got text at the bottom. Right, can we do it with text at the top, please? <laughs> the only one I've got with text at the top is phoning assholes, and I can't really... <laughs> 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 so, can we do it with text at the, the top, please, um, so, Sam gets his um, thing. Um, Thank you. So, go on, go on, uh, this up. here's the thing, Face app was out before and then it disappeared, and then it, now it's come back.
1: Yeah, what was face FaceApp, what were they using? Oh, it was would, a, fa-
3: it was an app for faces.
1: I know, but was that not the gender <clears> swap, <throat> what, the last time they put one out was gender, and everyone went nuts about that as well. Okay, well,
3: well then, now there's the, the and everyone's doing the thing, thing where it makes them look old. Everyone's doing it, but it's not. It's not good. It's not good. No,
1: they've issued a privacy warning. Um, face app is provoking a combination of delight and rep- repulsion, isn't it? Revulsion? No, among the huge repulsion number. Repulsion of... works. Huge number. You of...
3: repulse me. You revulse me. Mm-hmm. See, revolse is in the word, so it's repulsion. So it's right. Carry it. Continue. Uh, uh, and that's why you repulse me. Fake... Did that come out? That last bit. Yeah. I've got to work on that, uh, that internal, I mean, external exactly. monologue it, it's thing. It's bad
1: enough the lower body incontinence, never mind that, well, okay. Incontinence okay. the incontinence of the mind. There. You went
3: there, okay. Well,
1: so. you went there, there we go. repeatedly. Mm. Face app is provoking a combination of delight and repulsion mm-hmm. amongst the huge number of people using it to turn themselves and each other uh, older. The app uses... Artificial intelligence, written in red. On no, the it doesn't.
3: No, it doesn't. It uses an algorithm
1: <laughs> <laughs> to change your photos, yeah. changing it so that users look older or swapping their genders for stance. But the terms mm. of the Russian-owned app, yes.
3: I gave my seven-year-old a beard, and he looks—he looks like an incredibly handsome 23-year-old now. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: terms of the Russian-owned app have led to a number of warnings ah, about what they could actually be doing with your photos. It's Huawei all over
3: again. Go
1: on. Listen up, dum-dums. <laughs> when you submit a photo to the app to change how it looks, it makes its way onto FaceApp's servers, and it's not entirely clear what's happening when it does. FaceApp has to select and upload the user's photos to ensure it can be altered. The changes use FaceApp's artificial intelligence tools, which oh, run artificial its Artificial
3: intelligence, that's a different thing altogether.
1: And so the photo must be given over to the app. But you might be given over more than you realise. Numerous people have pointed to the fact that those photos can be used by Face App and not just to make you look different. Right. The terms give the app the ability to use those photos in just about any way without giving anything back to the users who fr- first created them. The app makes clear. You grant this is a quote you grant face app a perpetual irrevocable non exclusive royalty free worldwide fully paid transferable sublicensable license to use what? reproduce modif- license. modify, <coughs> adapt publish translate create derivative works from distribute, publicly perform, and display your user content and any name username or likeness provided in connection with your user content in all media formats and channels now known or later developed without compensation to you is what FaceApp's terms say.
3: Scumbags. Absolute scumbags. Here's the thing, let's go over to Russia and let's kick their asses. I'm not scared of them. We've got the finest military in the world, mm. right? We won World War 2 Let's go and beat Russia. Let's, Russia, Russia. let's go
1: and destroy, let's go and shoot, let's go and
3: assassinate Putin. Didn't
1: Russia help us win
3: World War no, II? No, 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 they're the enemies. What we do, we go over there and we just, let's just nuke them. Here's the thing, we nuke them first... What, what, what are they going to do? Nuke us back? No, they can't. We nuked them. it will be worth taking a nuking from them anyway, just to beat them and nuke them. That's what I say, Sam. You're you, you're laughing there. What, what, what are you laughing at? Hate to bring in another issue. <laughs> Jesus.
4: <laughs> it's very. Big. I need it slightly narrower, just slightly, for the
5: because of God.
4: because for some reason the picture size it just cuts off some of the words on it, just a little bit. I need it slightly narrower. Oh.
1: Could you make it slightly thinner, please? Can Sorry, it's we not my do fault.
3: This slightly narrower.
1: So, the company's privacy policy makes clear that it's able to collect and store information from your phone and that it might be used for advertising or other forms of marketing. <coughs> um, such firm's terms are fairly standard within these apps and it's required that such an app will have some access to photos to fulfill its functions. But the fact that so little is known about the app and it's made by developers in Russia have led some to warn it's best not to use it or be careful when doing so.
3: Oh, 344 is the telephone number. Don't use the Face app. Let's go to war with Russia. This is some show. We're 28 minutes in and we've already discovered quite a lot. I'm going to blow your mind in a minute. This is Talk Radio.
0: Experience the unconventional. Even The unpredictable. The and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With Rule Free Ian Lee, the late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet
10: for the last 4 days.
0: On Talk Radio.
3: Can we play uh, Can we play that Paul Ross trailer again because I'm not quite sure what I heard there. Can you play
11: Can you drag it down and play late, it again please? Early,
6: early show. On Talk Radio. Here
11: comes. The time has come, the Paul Ross the to talk up. of many things. This wild and whirling, wonderful world and the weird stories that it brings. Brings to us each and every weekday morning from 1 to 5 a.m. On the late, Paul. late, early, early show. Listen. You know what? We've already visited 55 countries. Join us for a fantastic... For a, the guy. a guy. guy speaking. speaking. It's the not globe. Globe. The surf report is, is not very many waves, but it's a beautiful day. It's the stimulating radio encounter of the interesting kind.
8: But a lot of people just come
11: for the sheer fun. The
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot
3: of people just come for the sheer what?
1: Fun, I'm hoping he's saying.
3: Fun doesn't end with a cuss <laughs> <"C"> sound. <laughs> a lot of people just come for the sheer bleep. <laughs> that's outrageous behaviour. I mean, I listen to Paul on the way home, but I, I switch it off by about quarter past two, because that's when I get home. What happens between quarter past two and four o'clock? Outrageous, five o'clock. Outrageous. <laughs> Behavior.
1: Good job. Ken doesn't listen.
3: Good job. Right. Sam, I'm sending you what I'm hoping is going to be the last one. There you go. There you go. And thank you to Joe for doing this. Joe is a, is a great guy. Um, <coughs> let's see. Let's see if this works. Is that going to work for you, Sam? I think so. Yeah. We're going to get so much listener interaction. Uh, with this news. Honestly, trust me, this is going to be the big thing. All we need is one of the newspapers to run a story about bisexual, depressed divorced comedian Ian Lee being on t- Tinder. And we quids him. It's all we need. For one little story like that. Perfect. <coughs> it looks beautiful. Does it work? We're up there. If you spot it, if you're going on Tinder, guys, and you spot it, take a screenshot and let us know that we've still got it. Okay, please. Here's the thing. Listen to this. Uh, The story is is irrelevant, actually, but there's something I picked up in this. Mm -hmm. For five months, she lived in a remote... Filmmaker went to the Congo for a documentary and stopped a tribal murder. That's the headline. For five months, she lived in a remote African village with pygmies to observe their unique way of life. Do you want to read it again?
1: For five months, she lived in a remote corner of the jungle. What?
3: For five months, she lived in a remote African village with pygmies to observe their unique way of life. Right. Do you not find that sentence amazing? Why? I didn't know pygmies were real. Oh, shut up. I did not shut know. Up. I did not know pygmies were real. Come on. I thought it was like, just like Indiana Jones, like, stuff made up. I I genuinely, I'm reading that going, what? And he's a wee
1: fella. There's a picture of him. He's a wee fella. Yeah, but they're only like four foot ten or something. I That's not did
3: the- not know that pygmies were real. I
1: thought they were like on Lumpers.
3: We're treading very, very close to racism, but I think no, we're just that on the that right side of it. what I'm saying is you
1: thought it was a made-up, uh, made-up yes. people.
3: Yeah, yeah, I did. <clears throat>
1: I mean, they did used to get referred to a lot when we were kids about, yeah. you know... Pygmies. Yeah, pygmies. I on. didn't know they were real.
3: Honestly, I'm, I'm not doing a thing. I had no idea. I read that and I just giggled. I just giggled. I thought, like, oh. It's like, it's like if you read a story. For five months, she lived in a remote African village breeding unicorns. To observe their unique, it's the same, it's like, I, I just didn't know. I did not know. Um, let's go to, uh, let me, let me take this call number two, cause this looks like a, this looks like a, something fake. Hello, line two. They're yeah, gone. I thought so. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Hello,
10: oh, good evening here. I've rang you up cause I'm, I'm a bit stressed at the moment. Okay. So, not sure I' tell you, my phone has been cut off and my laptop i at the moment i 'm on a pay as you go phone the one I bought mum when she was in hospital right pay, and it 's five pounds for, for a couple of calls, calls and they won 't put my <laughs> I'm sorry, they won 't put my phone and laptop on until unless I pay four hundred pounds. It's um, because uh, I've I've not been paying very much for my bill each week, like £30 at a time every fortnight and stuff.
3: I'm not sure what I can do to help with this situation, Nigel. No, it's
10: just uh, that I'm very annoyed that they can't. Put it, put it on at least £100, which is a lot of money for me to spare next week. Nigel, no,
1: when did but, you last speak to your advocate that was supposed to be dealing uh, with all these companies for you?
3: Well, he hasn't been
10: in contact with me and I've lost his number. Is that because know, is, it, is it,
3: that because you told him that you didn't need him anymore?
10: No. Well, that's no, what you told no, us you said to... to I, that's, I can't find his number at the moment. That's
3: what you told us you said to him, that you didn't need him anymore? No. That's no, no,
10: you, so I've been trying... I wanted to ring him. This week, but I can't find the
1: number. You, you, no, it's just because you told us that you'd started dealing with the telephone companies because you didn't need but him to do it.
10: Well, because they weren't as strict as they are now, but I didn't think they'd be doing this
1: to me. Thing is, Simon could have sorted something out that meant that, right, but whatever you offer, they're going to take off you, but Simon could have co- got you a better deal.
10: But I've still got to pay the bill
1: off. Is have you, point? though? <laughs> have you, though? Did Simon tell you that? Um. No, he doesn't know about
10: this bill, I
3: don't think. Okay, um, Nigel, you really need to find Simon's number and get... It him.
10: wasn't something that i it's um, somebody else that he puts me on to that work. Okay,
3: well you need to find his number and speak to whoever th- that is there, because you need them to help you sort this out. But,
10: uh, so they're not going to... I'm not, uh, not going to be able to listen to the radio, because uh, I can only get it on the on, um, internet. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm so
3: depressed. I know you are, Nigel, and, but I, and I know you are, but it's... It takes it's... me off,
10: Mum, you know, to listen
3: to you on the radio and, and, and <clears> talk to <throat> your friends on Facebook. Nigel, this is going to sound really harsh, but Nigel, this is going to... Nigel, please listen. This is going to sound really harsh, but I'm not sure what more, what more me and Catherine can do to help. No, we...
10: it's just that if I borrowed the money, I could have paid £100 back a week, um, you know, but it. It's finding
3: someone who can lend me the money, you know. Well, no, it's not. It's 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 getting it's getting out of that that deal with the phone company and get. I yeah. pay I pay 15 pounds a month for my phone. Mm, and of
10: that, course, that's really cheap, isn't it? Yeah, really. yeah.
3: I pay 15 pounds a month on Gift and I get I get unlimited texts, I, uh, unlimited calls, I think, and I get like 20 mm-hmm. or 40 gigabyte of data. And I only use Facebook, and Facebook is free, isn't it? Do you phone? Um, like I'm going to ask you a really personal question. No, I don't
10: question. bring anybody. Only my brother and
3: you. Okay, all. all right, Nigel. I don't know what more to mm. say, mate. I, no, I, 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 just feel, you I might really feel. I really feel. to
10: help out. How would you? How
3: you, How would you like me to help out?
10: Well, with some of it.
3: Um, with the money. Well,
10: some of it. Even even if it was half, I could pay it next week.
3: I can't do that, Nigel. I'm afraid. Oh. I can't. I can't give you any money. I'm afraid. I
10: know. I know you can't. But I.
3: I'm really sorry that oh you're no. in this situation, mate. I really am, but, um, yes. Catherine and I have, have, gone above and beyond and we've bought you food I know, and we've chased I know, MPs and we've chased this, um, advocate. I want to always want to say advocate when I say that, um, and the council and we gave you all of the tools that you needed to get through this. Now, if you choose not to use those tools, that's, that's fine, but, but no, that's your decision. No, no, no. The,
10: the electric people are more understanding because you can pay whatever you can afford. Yeah, the, the advocate,
3: electric. here's the thing, the advocate, we, we gave you all the tools to help. Yeah. The, we, we wouldn't have solved everything, would have helped the situation.
10: I think, uh, so my, I went to see my friend in Tunbridge who, who lends me a bit of money to help me out each week.
3: Getting lent money isn't going to solve the situation, Nigel. You need a fundamental you need a fundamental what? changing of your attitude and of, of your lifestyle because it's it's unaffordable. Yeah,
10: he said to me, Ian, Ian he said to me um that, that it's a rip off what they're doing to me. It's a
3: rip off. What who's doing yeah. to you?
10: Well should it should never be that much for,
3: for what well, yeah, I've I've said that before as well. It's,
10: it's a rip off,
3: yeah. yeah. I've said that. But somehow you've got yourself into into that deal and, and um,
10: and they won't They won't, um, put it back on until I pay them £400.
3: Well, you need to speak to the advocate to find mm. out if you yeah. actually need to pay that or if you can walk away from or it.
10: Or perhaps contact them for me and talk to them. Oh.
3: Yeah, you need to find it.
10: Well, yeah, I, I'll try and get into I've All got right. this phone now, which is a um, pay-as-you-go. Yeah. And I'll be able to ring... Um, I, yeah, ring them. I have friends on. Yeah. Well, don't, don't I'll be no, able to no. ring them. No.
3: Ring the advocate. That's all you've got to do. And don't make too many phone calls because pay as you go is very expensive.
10: But I don't know the yeah, advocate number now. I, I, I've got to um to ring the Walden to okay. ask her to, to okay, tell them. Bring it. Ring then, mate. then
3: do that. Do that.
1: And listen, Nigel, seriously, and yeah. and really, really right. seriously, stop phoning the companies and organising your bills. That's what the advocate is there for, and they do it yeah. for gazillions of people, and they know how to yeah. do it in gazillions. a more effective way than you do. <coughs>
10: it so, must be a cheaper way of getting the, the speak to, Nigel, speak Pardon? to the advocate.
1: He knows it.
3: Speak to the advocate. Mm. All right, get get in touch with them and speak to well, them. I'll go
10: th- to prison if I don't pay that
3: £400. I or? don't think you'll go to prison, no. 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 Speak to the advocate, Nigel. He will be able to he help. He might be
10: able to fix me up
3: with a better deal. He, I, I don't quite know how it works. You need to speak. You need to speak to him, Nigel. All right.
10: I'll, I'll, try and, I'll, I'll call me Walden
3: first tomorrow. Okay, brilliant. You Give can, them a call she, first thing in the morning. She's right. in touch with them, you see. Beautiful. She brings the food. Well, then you, then, then you stay in touch with, you get in touch with them and you, you hold on Do to them. You've got
1: to use the advocate like it's your manager, right? Let them negotiate for you. Don't you get involved because as soon as you start offering them money, they'll say, yeah, we'll have that. He knows better how to how to get a really cracking deal for you, okay?
10: Because each time they're asking me for more and more. Yeah, so Nigel, don't talk to me more. We're going round in
3: circles. And we've told, we've told you what you have to yeah. do. Okay, at all right. Can,
10: at least I can at least and talk to you. Can't I? Which okay. is
3: right. And we always call yeah. everybody back, so that's good. All right, Nigel. Best that's of that, luck. That, uh, Thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio.
12: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
0: The late night alternative with Ian Lee
13: on Talk
3: Radio. We'll get you talking. Sam, you didn't know the pygmies were real either, did you?
4: No, I didn't know what they were at all.
3: But you'd heard of pygmies.
4: Yeah, we well, kind of. Well, it's it's not because I didn't know what they were. I just assumed it was like the the pigment thing, like you know, because the pigmentation of your skin and stuff. So
3: what? (coughs) Ooh, it's got a little bit chilly in here. Um, I'd close your mic if I were (laughs) you, sir. Oh three! (laughs) Honestly, it's a show that is steered. Captain and managed by three absolute idiots. Two Huh?
1: Ah? Mm? Thank God I'm here.
3: Three oh, come on man. I just said to Kath, have you got any cough sweets? She went, No, I don't think so. I might have some throat sweets.
1: I mean Yes yeah, the same it's not. What
3: you think a cough sweet makes you cough?
1: No, it makes you stop coughing.
3: Yeah, what's a throat sweet sweet do?
1: Stop you having a sore throat.
3: You'll have like a sore throat, man. Oh, that sounds like I was going to strangle Kat- my good friend Catherine. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, doesn't funny it? That. Uh, God, doesn't funny
1: that. Not funny, nice threatening.
3: How come when I'm sat in this... Can we try something for 15 minutes?
1: hmm
3: Right. Last night, I sat in Catherine's chair. She sat in my chair. We got boom, 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 so many phone calls, right? Tonight, I'm sat in my chair. Catherine is sat in Catherine's chair. We've not had many phone calls. T- until 11 o'clock. Till we have our guest, Michael, on. Can we swap chairs
1: uh-huh.
3: and just see, just see what happens? Would that be all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering. 0344 499 1000. Kathy's going to take the call. Maybe calls. I
1: should say the phone number. Maybe that's... All right, all right,
3: fine. Fifteen minutes. Let's just see what happens.
1: It's a very interesting experiment.
3: Oh, we swapped around. A little bit windy tonight. I do apologise.
1: Oh, this chair is hot.
3: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Hello, dear listener. If you'd like to give me a ring, I'm on 0344 499 1000. It'd be so nice to hear from you, and I promise I won't kick you, um, up the bum like Ian, what Ian does. Um. I'll stroke you.
3: A lot of people have said... I asked yesterday what people, um, were thinking, you know, what, why people thought we weren't getting many callers, and a lot of people said, i have to take this on the chin, that I'm off-putting. No. Yeah. What? Ah! Right, so you agree with them? Interesting. A lot of people said that I was off-putting, and that I could be rude what? to callers. Now, <laughs> I dispute that. I'm only rude to people who are idiots or dicks. Um, But oh. I am going to try.
1: So I'm just going to stop you there because we're about to get a phone call.
3: you're I'm joking.
1: Not. it worked? <laughs> Did it work? It might be a complaint. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be nice to people from now
1: on. 03444991000.
3: I'm going to try and be nice to callers. Okay. And people. And, um, see if that works. But if people are idiots.
1: Let's hear your nice voice. This is it. Oh. What do you mean? Doing my nice voice. Just soften it a little bit. This is soft. What what you need to do, I was listening to Radio 4 yesterday. Oh, yeah? And someone was on there and they were saying that they'd had, um, oh, was it Radio 4? No, it wasn't. It was Adam Buxton's excellent podcast. And he and his friends were talking about how they'd had voice training when they did some work for Radio 4. Oh, yeah. And they were told that what they need to do Mm. is kind of caress the listener. They got the Radio 4 kind of soft speak. Yes. (laughs) Um by um talking into the microphone as if they were next to someone in bed. Hello. No, not like that.
3: Can I have a blowy, please? (laughs)
1: Oh my god. Do you
3: want to take the money now or
1: Oh no nicely. Some in bed with someone you know and like. Hello mum, do you want a cup of
5: tea?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shush now, Lorna wants to speak. (laughs)
3: Hello, Lorna, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs>
1: I'd
12: love a cup of tea. All
3: right, love, I'll just nip downstairs and get get it for you, darling.
12: <laughs> okay, I live in a bungalow, I don't know how you can nip <laughs> downstairs, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a spade.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> go you talk go, talk to her now, Catherine.
1: Yeah, welcome. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Lor- <laughs> Lorna, thanks what? for giving us a ring, love. That's uh, okay, uh, I just wanted to
12: c- apologise, because a couple of weeks ago, I called you on the... Um, on one of your rabbit hole shows when you did it on Skype or something. All right. And uh, I found you, I don't know how I managed to, it accidentally went through to you and you were like, oh, you're live here at the show now. And mm. then I got all excited and managed to cut myself off. Oh, Oh blimey. So- I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Oh, don't
3: apologise. We cancelled the show after that phone call. We We just stopped.
12: We went home very upset. Yeah, I went
3: home and (laughs) cried. We didn't. Chucked a cat out of the window. No. No,
12: and I I know you didn't because I saw the
1: tweets afterwards saying about Mm. what a good show it had been. Exactly. So So don't listen to him, he's full of it. What what did you want to say, Lorna, or is the time gone? I'm just saying hello, that's all.
12: Because uh, I, I phoned last year to be one of the correspondents for the filling in the book. The journal. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The and it never, it never quite got as far as me. No, you know.
1: The it got <laughs> ruined. It got ruined because we didn't put you first, Lorna. We should have sent it to you. It we, no, would no, still be going. Book. I've got them in my boot. What no, are
3: you I I doing? Got,
1: I've got the official book. Have you? taken my book. i thought I had both. I thought oh. they'd been entrusted to me because you didn't what, want to see them ever again. No, the. the she the, said she the diary. To be a correspondent. Yeah, remember the diary that we used to send? She wanted to be a correspondent. Is that what you meant, Lorna? You meant the diary last year, didn't you? Yeah, the diary thing. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? See, now.
12: No, you're both right because I'm. That's okay,
3: Lorna. That was probably my fault.
12: No, it wasn't. It was me. I wanted to. That was your fault. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I wanted to have the diary last year, but then now I do want to be a correspondent. Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, hey. What? Patience. I'm being nice. Breathe. I'm not sure what I can be a correspondent of, really. You
3: just let me breathe.
1: Right. Okay. Sorry, Lorna, he's very discombobulated. I'm trying to be
3: nice. So what is it what is this she wants? I
12: guess she's there. Don't, I I don't talk about
1: like she's not there.
12: I'd like to be I'd like to be a correspondent for the T V. Okay. T V um, soaps and dramas.
3: The T V. Soaps and dramas. Good yeah, on. you
12: know, like... Um, like Hollyoaks Late Night. and this All right.
3: It. What's happened on Coronation Street this week?
12: Well, Gary's about to get found out, isn't he? He's um, murdered that sh- loan shark, and now the police are getting on to him about the roof of the factory. So,
1: not, not Underworld. Uh, underworld, yes. What but was... <laughs>
3: The, um, what was the name of Mike Baldwin's nightclub in the late 70s, early 80s?
12: Oh, do you know what I don't know? And I've been watching those old episodes on ITV3. I'll give you a
3: clue. It's it's the Something Club, and the word begins with G. The G Club. G-R.
12: The Grey Club.
3: The Grease Club. (laughs) G R A. The graffiti. <laughs> the graffiti club. Well done.
12: Oh, <laughs> oh she's good. <laughs> oh, the graffiti club where what's his name got stabbed outside of?
3: No, no. He didn't get s- what you're thinking of Brian Tilsley. That's it, yeah. He got stabbed outside a nightclub in Slough.
1: I like this, though. <laughs> Lorna <laughs> is remembering the soaps, but not remembering them right. So it's like talking to <laughs> my mum about the telly. I like it. Mixed up telly correspondent is Lorna from now on. I um, give you my permission and my royal uh, She's
3: sections. on. Oh, yeah, she's on. Definitely ring the bell. Ring oh. the bell.
1: Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Lorna. Thanks, Lorna. Well, <laughs> we can send <laughs> the um,
3: diaries out again.
1: Can we? Yeah, we can do that again. Do you, want, do you still want to do it, Lorna? Um, I'll have a go if you want. Yeah. All will. right, then. Well, I'm going to pass you back to Sam. Uh, he'll take your details That's and it, right, we'll send yeah. it out to you. Okay, then. Don't let Thank us down, you. Lorna. You know what happened last bye. time. It got very bye. tense. Thanks, Lorna. Bye. Bye. bye Let's talk to Tony. Hi, we'll get, Tony. We've, we've got, got getting loads of calls. We've got Tony and Nelly as well. Tony, w- what's happening?
14: What's happening with you? Jeff? You know, I've been listening for a year. I've tried calling so many times, and every time I've not got through.
15: So, is hi.
1: It, is it because you're on speakerphone? Oh,
15: I'm, I am on speakerphone. I'm in a car, but I can put it on to normal. Sorry, I know that's you, not... A,
1: you won't be no, in no, you, no. you won't be in danger in life, will you? You're not driving.
15: No, I'm not driving.
1: Beautiful, can, can you hear you loud and clear. Hour. Talk to me, Tony. What's going on in Tonyland?
3: Um, am i on the air. Yeah. I don't. How would you mean you've been calling for a year and you've not got on? We let everybody on. I've been
1: listening
8: for you. Every time I bloody call, it's like be beep, be beep, retarded from on the
16: switchboard. It's really annoying. Uh-huh. But listen, I've got a question. I love the show, by the way.
1: Here we go. Can you
3: name me
16: three characters? out of, um, Beverly Hills Cop.
3: Um, there's the cop, there's Axel Foley. Is that right? Is that Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley?
1: Have you lost interest, Tony, or is it just us? Hello?
3: Yeah? Hello? Hello? Yeah, Axel Foley. Axel, yeah. Um... Oh, there's, um, the detective that Judge Reinholdt plays. Yes, what's his name? Um, it's, um, uh, Rosebud. Not Rosebud, Rosewood. <laughs> Rosewood. Yeah,
16: Billy Rosewood. And there's another come on. I know, I know like five of these off the top of my head. Okay. Sergeant Taggart. Characters Haggert. from Happy Days. Sorry? Three characters from Happy Days.
3: I can name you ten characters from Happy Days if you wanted. Oh, ho, 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 ten, go on then. Can you beat ten or are we going for ten? I don't reckon that you going to do ten, but go on, try. Right. Ralph Mouth. Yep. Potsy Webber. Yep. The Fonz. Yes. Yeah. Richie Cunningham. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need help on this. Joni Cunningham. Yeah. That's five. Mr. C. Yep. Mrs. C. Yep. Al that runs the diner. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, Leather Tuscadero. Who? She was oh. played by Susie Quattro. She was oh. the Lady Fonz. And Mork.
1: Who's Mork? Oh, Tony.
3: Mork and Mindy. But he's not in it. <gasps> <gasps> dan, 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 dan. Yes, he was, mate. Mork started in Mork... I can do... I could probably do you another I five. Did. I did try that. I could do you another five if you wanted. Um, ch- Chachi... Yes, that's what I was waiting for. Um, uh, Laverne? You, you're totally
1: angry on there. Shirley? Yeah, you're getting spanked,
3: Tony. Um, the guy that owned Al's Diner before Al was the guy that went on to play Mr Miyagi in The Karate Kid. Um, well, I can't remember his name, but him. Well, Only fif- one more to make it 15. Knowledge about it, one more to make it fifteen. One more to make it 15... Um, um, um... Wasn't there a waitress? No. Um, all right, you got me at 14, Tony. All free right. characters for him, then? Get, oh, out, of, get out of town,
1: boy. Uh, let's have a word with Nelly, because I'm... I was going to say, I'm sure he won't get us to list things, but that's exactly what he gets us to do. That's a like, thing. <sighs> Nelly, why you want.
7: Hi, um, uh, hello. Um, the, um... So, I've got a bit of news. I was just going to get us out there. Um, I've got another baby on the way, me and my wife, uh, which is great. Congratulations. Um,
1: congratulations,
7: So, um, can I have my karaoke correspondence job back?
1: Uh, no. He needs the
3: money. Your baby needs to know yeah. that the parents can be failures. Oh, well, oh, right. Well, sing I've mi- got some karaoke sing news. A, sing us a song and we'll consider it. What? But, um, sing us the theme single? tune from Happy Days. <laughs>
7: uh, let me think of my life. OK.
3: Can
7: you just count me in? One, two, three. Four. It's, a, it's, a quick, it's a quick tune that, isn't it? Well, just, you, you
3: count yourself in, you prune. One, two, three, four. Sunday, Monday, Hang happy Hang on a minute. Days. You don't do one, two, three, four. Oh. Sun- you did a beat. <laughs> you left a beat. One, two, three, four. Sunday, you go one, two, three, four. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, we. It the first day of Monday. Sunday. Some, some, uh, Monday Tuesday, Sunday?
1: No, Monday, Tuesday, happy days.
3: Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy, happy days. days. The that weekend comes. Having hums, We're grooving our week with you.
7: Shall I sing the strength theme instead? Yeah, go on. Uh,
3: uh, uh. Cut him off
7: whenever we're done. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your life should Yeah, Hang
3: on. Thanks for your call, Nelly. I really appreciate that. That poor
1: baby. Not a chance.
3: Not a chance.
1: Oh three four. So we get four, more calls
3: if you sit there.
1: Four nine nine one thousand.
3: All right, I'll sit there for Michael Galinsky, our guest after eleven, which I'm really looking forward to, and then we'll swap again because we seem to get more calls. Well,
1: I might have broken your uh, duck now. You might be all right.
3: <laughs> Don't touch my duck.
1: <laughs> can, can you get pet ducks? Yeah, I'd love one. Get one.
3: All right, I will. I think the cats will eat it. Okay, fine. then I'll, I'll have the rest. Gives me a terrible indigestion, duck. Very greasy meat. Yes, I don't know when our out time is. So you. I
1: do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is a phone number to ring. And um, we'll be talking about whatever you want after we've spoken to our guest who's coming up, Michael Galinsky, who's talking about a film about um, a man who says that back pain, the source of back pain, maybe you're in a rage. All in the mind. So um, if you've not watched the film. You might want to watch the film after speaking to him. And if you have watched the film, we want to speak to you after this message from the news desk. It's the news coming up now on Talk Radio. <laughs> Across the UK, online and on DAB.
0: The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee.
11: Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio.
0: On air and after leak. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We'll get you something. Monday,
5: Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Wednesday, Friday, happy days The weekend comes, my cycle hunts Ready to race to you
16: These days rock I've been free
0: These days rock share them with me blue by gray sky, hello blue There's nothing can hold me when I hold you you so right, you can't be wrong Rockin' and rollin' all week long. These days ride Around the town, show everybody what I found. Rock and roll with all my friends, hoping the music never ends. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday,
5: Friday.
3: Infinite, um, remix of the Happy Days theme. I I, I I don't know. Very strange mix. Anyway, we're done. I named 14 characters from Happy Days. How many could you name? Good evening, dear listener. I'm I'm choking a little bit. I've got a bit of a sore throat. It's uh, one of those weeks having a tooth taken out. And then a sore throat, but we'll get back, We'll get through. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. Uh, you can give us a call: zero three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sam, could you do us a favour? If any, can can you only put callers through for this next bit that want to speak um, to our guests? Because we might get a few calls from people. So if, um, I don't know if Billy wants to speak to our guest or if he wants to mess around like a pudding. As that's what we generally do. Um, but you may remember a couple of weeks ago, um, I, uh, came in and said I'd seen this amazing documentary about this guy called Dr. Sarno, a real doctor. And it had, uh, I don't want to say cured because cured is a, is a very heavy, uh, word, but it had pretty much got rid of the crippling back pain that I had bored you all with. For weeks and weeks and weeks, after I did 410 dabs, I was showing off and I did 410 dabs and then I couldn't walk for weeks. And poor old Catherine would have to put up with me coming in, just lying on the floor and stretching and moaning and asking her, (laughs) I think, I do think this is probably, uh, she could do me for this. I would lie on the floor and I would put my legs to one side and my back I'd twist the other way. And I would get Kath to kind of push me so that it, it went as far as it could. I think that is probably not within uh, a job description thing. And she would, and she put up with it, and I couldn't walk straight, and I couldn't walk properly. And, um, our next guest sent me a, a, a tweet, we'd spoken before, and, uh, said, I got this film about this guy, um, who talks, uh, about back pain. Um, and, uh, and you might be interested in watching it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll watch a film. Always on the lookout for new documentaries and for new, uh, interesting things that we can bring to the show and, and, and share. And I watched it and I watched it over about four, um, it took me about four sessions to watch it. I didn't sit down and watch it all in, in one go. So I did it in about four chunks, right? And after the fourth chunk, after the final 20 minutes, my back pain was gone. 90 to 95% gone. It was a little bit stiff. There was a little bit of a throb. But it was gone. It's the weirdest thing, right? And you know me, dear listener. I am i am pretty rational. I don't buy into, you know, kind of mumbo-jumbo and and, and chakras and uh, pineal glands and all of that stuff, right? All I can do is share my story. I watched this film over four sittings, and at the final chunk of the film, my back pain went. So, I got in touch with my sister, who is even more rational than me. She's a really bright woman, and is more rational than me. And I said, look, this is going to sound nuts, but I've just watched a film, and my back pain has gone. Have you still got back pain? Come here, Kath. And she said, yeah, I have. I said, right, can you watch it for me, and just let me know if anything happens? And she went, yeah, sure. And she got in touch with me the next day, and said, this is amazing. My back pain has gone, and this is my rational, sensible, down-to-earth sister. You know my sister, don't you, Kath? And and she's not the kind of person that would, you know, she's not all crystals and um, brown rice and stuff. No, she's
1: she's um, a rational woman. Yeah, a woman um, of science.
3: And it's a documentary. You've not seen it yet. You should watch it because it's, it's also, it's a really interesting story. I'm
1: kind of afraid of what powers it may harness <laughs> given some of the stories we've been hearing.
3: Dear listen, some of you have watched this film. If you've watched it and have positive effects, negative effects, zero effects, give us a call, 0344-499-1000. But let's get to the, uh, uh, the, the director of the film, Michael Galinsky. Good evening, Michael. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing, oh, I see. I'm doing very, very well, man. Now, first of all, let's get, where, where, where exactly are you? You're in the States. Where are you right now?
17: I am in Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
3: I don't know anything about it, but it sounds, it sounds lovely, doesn't it, Kath? That sounds it's like a, a proper, nice little
17: college town.
3: I like the sound of it. Um, now, this isn't the first film you've made. You've made quite a no. few. Um, why, why did you make this film about Dr. Sano?
17: Well, as you saw, it's a very personal story. Um, when I was in second grade, my dad almost died of an ulcer. And then a couple weeks later, he had whiplash. And my dad was a psychologist and one of his colleagues handed him Dr. Sarno's book. And um, this was actually after six or seven years of of suffering with the whiplash that someone handed him this book, so it wasn't overnight. But overnight, he got better.
3: Just from reading the book?
17: From reading the book because he understood it. As a psychologist, it all made perfect sense to him, and he was able to say, this makes sense. I understand how my emotions might affect my body, and I can fix myself. And my dad was, uh, "I'll, I'll be charitable, he was cheap. (laughs) But he still bought a box of the books and he gave it to everybody he ever saw who had pain. Wow. So my whole childhood it was around. I always saw this book. Um, And then about 10, 15 years later, my brother was crippled with hand pain. He had, you know, told he had RSI, this or that. He couldn't type. He couldn't drive. He'd given me his car. Yeah. And at that point, my dad had kept telling him, read the book, read the book. And. You know, my brother was um, a graduate student in psychology, but kind of social psychology and very scientific about it. Yeah. And he was like, it just sounds like bunk. I can't do it. And, and then my dad said, listen, I'm not going to talk to you again if you don't go see Dr. Cerner, Because he was told he had to have bone carved away from his collarbone. And my dad was like, that's it. Go F and see him. And he did. And three weeks later, he was better. And he took his car back from me.
3: Now, you know? it sounds like nonsense, right? And if I had not had the experience that I've had watching the film... I would be kind of smirking and my tongue would be in my cheek and I'd be kind of calling you out for 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 bullshine. Because it sounds ridiculous. But... It does. But, but, but. And also, for those who... It, 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 it's not a film... It, I, I watched it passively. It doesn't give you instructions. It doesn't give you exercises to do. I watched it passively. It's a really beautiful film. It's a really interesting story. There's loads of stories going on. There's the story of this Dr. Sarno. But actually, that's almost... Kind of secondary. The, the, the film I saw, uh, Michael, is about fathers and sons and, and mm-hmm. fathers and their children. That's, you know, your slightly awkward relationship with your dad, and then your relationship with your daughters. As, right. as you and did. my
17: relationship with my mom as well. Yeah, and your really mom, yeah.
3: To it. That, and that yeah. for me is kind of the f- essence of the story. And then the whole Dr. Sano stuff is going off in the background. But, um, you, yeah. it, can you explain how it works? Cause, cause, uh, like your dad, I got it. I watched the film and it made a lot of sense. I do therapy, I go to twelve step groups, I get I know about trauma and we talk about it on this show quite a bit. But so in essence, what is Dr. Sarno saying about pain that is different from what perhaps established medicine says about pain?
17: Well, the last line of the film sums it all up perfectly. He says he someone had just given him a book filled with stories of the Thank You Doctor Dr. Sarno project. It was the day he was retiring. And he just held up the book and he said, it all comes down to one very simple idea. The mind and the body are intimately connected. That's it. That's the whole story. The problem is the biotechnical approach to medicine has ignored that, has kind of said, well, you know, the mind and the emotions, we're going to ignore them because they're just too messy to think about in a structural scientific method kind of way. So let's just look at what things, how things affect the body, Mm. And so over time, we kind of lost this really present conscious knowledge that our emotions affect us. And so medicine, in a way, pretends that they don't because it's just too messy to deal with.
3: Um, now, you say something in the film that people with back pain. Sorry, I'm swallowing because I've got a sore throat. Yeah. I don't think you can fix that. This is a bug. People with back pain, if they go and get x rayed and stuff, there'll often be something wrong with their back physically. There'll be like a little chip here or there'll be something rubbing. But then. If you were to x-ray and do the same tests on people that don't have back pain, you'd also see g- g- inconsistencies, wouldn't you?
17: You would. And so it's, it's really not a very scientific way of approaching the problem. If someone has pain, you say, okay, let's, let's x-ray this or let's look at the soft tissue. Now, it's very different, say, if you have a broken bone. We all know that a broken bone causes pain. That's, you know, everybody who presents with a broken bone will have pain. But everybody who presents with a herniated disc or some kind of tissue abnormality does not. And they've done dozens of tests. There's actually a woman who writes for the New York Times. Right when we were starting this book, she'd written, um, I mean this movie, she'd written an article about how there was a big study where they put 300 people in an MRI machine and the radiologist couldn't tell you who had pain. And she says, I wonder how this is going to affect things. That was 2004. 2006, she wrote about another study and said, wow, they're not really connected. She's written like five articles like that. And she says, what the hell is going on? This isn't science. Mm. Like, there every study, there's been no study that says ah, you know all these disc aberrations are proof that there's pain. It's just the opposite is true. Well, I, here's, here's the thing:
3: when when you sent me what the film was about and when I started watching it, mm-hmm. and the thing that really got it for me is that Larry David is in it. It was one of my favorites, you know. And Howard Stern, I'm 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 a, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of, but I'm more of, and the fact that they're in there at the start, both saying. He changed my life. You know, he changed my life. Um, and, and Larry David talks about weeping when he realized what Dr. Sarno was saying to him. That kind of got me in. But I was thinking, this is going to be some kind of new agey Deepak Chopra kind of Ay- Ayurvedic type thing. But Dr. Sarno, he's a real doctor. He's studied yeah. medicine and he is, he came up with this the how did he come up with the theory that that pain specifically back pain but other pains as well are, are based uh, uh, formulated from traumatic events as a child
17: well so he started studying medicine when freud was not completely out of vogue so he had an understanding of the psychosomatic aspect of medicine he, he passed away at the age of 93 one day short of 94, the day the uh, the day before the film opened. Aye. So he had been in medicine for a long time. Yeah. And you know what he was taught about back pain didn't seem to help. He was uh, t- he was working at a, um in you know kind of a back pain clinic at NYU Medical Center for many years, and nothing he had been taught was working. So he went back to look at the data that supported bed rest and exercise and traction, and he found that there was not any. There wasn't any. It was just what people had done. Mm. So then he started looking at his patients' charts, and he saw that um, 80% of them had two or more other illnesses which were known to be what they would call psychosomatic, or in other words, mind-body related. So eczema, stomach issues, headaches, Mm. migraines. We we know this, that like you get really stressed out and you get a headache. We know that when you get really stressed out, you get a stomachache. So we know that there's this mind-body connection. The question is, when does that become chronic? And so what what happened was once he made that connection that, hey, maybe back pain is connected, he started talking to his patients and he would say, so what's going on in your life? And someone might say, well, you know, things are pretty good. I've got a good wife and, you know, our mother, my mother-in-law lives with us. Um, She watches the kids. He says, so that must be difficult having your mother-in-law there. No, no, it's great. She was supposed to be there for a month, but it's been seven years and it's getting a little. And he'd be like, you must really be pissed off. God, yes, I am. (laughs) When they would finally recognize it. It's all that repression of it takes so much energy, yeah, you know, and that energy it, it it you see what happens when you hold that energy in your body.
3: the book sold millions I've got it yeah. I've not read it yet the book sold millions it was huge, but he he you show him in the film as still being a man on his own the the not until the end when he gets called up before a congressional hearing or something uh, d- d- does it look like the uh, the establishment is taking him seriously?
17: Right, and they still aren't. But what was interesting about that was someone had sent Senator Harkin, who was a very powerful senator at the time, Dr. Sarno's book days before he was going to have surgery. He explained that he'd been living on a cot in the hallway of the of the Senate because he just could not even sit up. And um, someone gave him the book, and three days later he was better. And then a couple months later he was trying to get his <laughs> his aunt had fibromyalgia, and he couldn't he didn't make the connection, but he kept getting her. He admitted. He said, listen, I'm the head of the healthcare committee. I can get her the best doctors. And I did, but nothing helped. And then a few months later, she called him and said, hey, I got this book, um, Healing Back Pain, and it cured my fibromyalgia. And that's when he determined I have to have this hearing.
3: Now, uh, Catherine is here, Michael, my, my co host and producer. Michael. Now, you. Because you've seen me the last, um, sort of, about five or six, six or seven weeks actually. Yeah. In agony. Because yeah. I, I did 410 dabs and
1: I put my back out. You know the end of mm. Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins, where Dick Van Dyke pretends to be the old fella and he's kind of walking all hunched over? <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> Ian, yeah. like, some some <laughs> days. Honestly, yeah. he yeah, kind of can't I don't I don't stand see, up straight.
3: And then, and yeah. I was coming in and getting you to twist me and turn me and when try and me. click me. And, and I was seeing osteopaths yeah. and I was seeing, a, uh, a masseur. And um, and nothing was really happening. And then I watched... I, I texted you, I think, because I finished watching the yeah. film on the Sunday. Yeah. And I said, Catherine, you're not going to believe this. My back pain is gone. It's gone. And it's, it's nuts, is it? It sounds nuts, doesn't it? Your What are your thoughts on it? Because you've...
1: Well, when it worked for you or appeared to work for you, I thought, well, that's interesting. When it seemed to have a similar effect on your sister, yeah. then that's kind of made me wonder. And it, I think it does make sense that... Um, suppressed emotion can have a physical yeah. impact. We talked yesterday about the fact that when my uh, mother-in-law was dying and I was carrying around a lot of kind of um, stress and grief and, and anxiety, I lost about two stone in weight without even thinking mm. about it. And it just fell off because I just wasn't hungry and I felt... F- because I was, wasn't was breathing out so well, I felt like mm. I was full the whole time. So I get it. Mm. I get that, that, that suppressed emotion can have a physical impact. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this was right. Well,
17: I used to. Devil's advocate?
3: Yeah, go
1: on.
17: Every kid has trauma, don't, don't they?
3: That's a good question, Michael. Every kid does have trauma, don't they?
17: They do, which is why we should be addressing it in childhood so that we don't carry it on to adulthood. Because the truth is, our brains are much more plastic yeah. when we're young. And in fact, uh, Dr. Schechter, who's in the film, has written a, a book kind of aimed at helping parents help children oh. deal with these things. Now, the problem is, is, I was actually just talking about this today with someone is when we, we don't push children to challenge themselves, is different than ignoring the fact that trauma takes place. So you have to find that balanced place between saying, listen, I know this is hard, but you better do it, mm. versus do it or I'm going to slap you in the head, you little idiot. Mm. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so that, that kind of creating space for you know, it, this is what we need to work on.
3: We're, the film is called All the Rage. We're going to tell people where they can go and find the film. It's on Vimeo and places like that, and we'll give out and, and tweet links and all of all of those things in a bit. So, so, so get your pens and papers, dear listener, if you still use uh, uh, pens uh, and papers. I was worried at the start of the film, Michael, that this was going to be um, some big kind of anti-big farmer conspiracy theory kind of kind of nonsense. Um, but but there's, there is none of that in there. It is, it's a very honest account, your personal kind of story. I love the stuff about, you know, you and your dad and your mom and how difficult that uh, 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 can be. Um, but it has got Howard Stern and Larry David in it. How easy, how quick were they to say yes to be part of this?
17: That was not easy to happen, to make happen. It took like five years to get Howard Stern. Wow. And Larry David, it was just, we didn't know he was a patient until... We were working on a different project that also involved him. And um, the people who had filmed with him said, oh, my God, um, you know, they, this it was a 20-year-old kid, had terrible back pain. And we said, you know, you should read this book. And he said, oh, my God, when we were filming with Larry David last week, he called that guy. And wow. we we're like, oh, really? So that's how we were able to get him involved because he hasn't been public about it before this.
3: And he does talk about weeping once he gets. It, his, yeah. is, and I didn't watch the film expecting it to make me any better. I thought I was going to watch right. the film and it would be an interesting documentary, then maybe I'd get the book and we'd get you on as a guest and we'd have a chat about it, right? Mm-hmm. But I did, I, I watched the film, I watched it over four kind of days because I didn't have much time, so I just watched 20 minutes, 20 minutes. 20, and uh, and the last 20 minutes I got up out of my chair and I went, Jesus, this is insane, my back is, is better. Mm. What, 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 it, it, well, is, that was what, the goal. What, was, it, was it the goal? Was it, was it the goal? Because I just assumed it was to tell his story, but that was the goal to physically well, help people, was it?
17: We set we set out to tell his story and we weren't able to because it was just too hard and there was so much resistance and we couldn't find a character and he wasn't really willing to be one. Like to be a character you have to be open, naked and honest. Yeah. And we weren't really we couldn't really find anyone that we felt comfortable asking to do that. So I had to take off my underwear and just be naked. Yep. Yep. And that's how it ended up happening. When it happened to me again, I said, we have to do this, and and really, the the most central thing to the whole movie, the foundation of it, um, is the speech that my father wrote for our wedding. Oh, man.
3: Those bits are beautiful, really stunning.
17: And the reason that it's so important is because really, actually, we were going to call the film Story of Pain for a while because everybody's pain has a story on some level, but then that sounded so negative. But it's really still foundational, this idea that the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves shape our sense of who we are. So if you have a parent who says, hey, you're this way or you're that way, you start to just become that, even though that's not who you are in your core. And so then that dissonance between who you're trying to be and who you really are can can be problematic
3: now we've had lots of good useful tweets about it and we've had a couple of people that have watched it and it's helped them and then we Mm -hmm. get a tweet like this from john john says um uh ian lee's got a snake oil salesman no hang on he's got the guy who filmed the snake oil salesman on to talk about back pain bravo how much of that and i would have i would have felt the same if i hadn't hadn't had my personal experience how much of that have you had about this
17: oh about 95 percent. yeah 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 because it, I mean, it does
3: sound nuts until you know what he's talking about. And I had to approach it as he was talking in the film about, well, you know, it's it's trauma and it's repression. And I've done a lot of work around that stuff. As soon as yeah. I started to accept that intellectually and emotionally,
17: it shifted. But it does sound like it sounds like bullshit. That's the thing. Well, because we were really taught not to accept our emotions. And so everything that kind of pushes us in that direction we want to resist and we can resist it in this framework of like, oh, that's bunk or that's stupid or why would anyone think that? When it's still what we've just said from the beginning of the film, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves shape our sense of who we are. There's no way that's not true. And the fact that our minds and our bodies are intimately related, both those things are true. And if both those things are true, well, how could it not be true that our emotions affect our health?
3: Um, he calls it TMS, doesn't he? What does TMS stand for?
17: it's called he calls it that for tension myositis syndrome because it was about tension in the muscles yeah. so that's the way he described it but really that's why we didn't want to get into the science right. so much it's really about metaphor and you know you mentioned earlier this <clears throat> kind of anger at the the pharmaceutical industry which mm. is which is problematic right but if we had made that movie we'd probably have a really big audience yeah. but we wouldn't be helping anybody because we wouldn't really be giving them a solution and the thing is we're not actually giving them a solution We're actually opening the door for them to discover the solution themselves. And that's how real change happens. If someone tells you two plus two is four, you don't really learn how to do math. Mm. If someone says, here's two of this and two of this, what does that mean and how, you know, count it up? When you actually have to process the ideas, and that's the way the film is really meant to work. It's like, it's not to tell you anything, but, you know, allow you, semi-force you to have an emotional experience. And when you have that emotional experience, it changes you.
3: I, um... My, my, so my back has been pain-free for the last couple of weeks. 95%. There's been it's been a little bit of stiffness and, you know, but yeah. that's it. And then at the weekend, I had to drive to my ex-wife's to pick up my kids and it's been a little bit mm. tense there. And once, mm. by the time I got there, I couldn't get out of the car. My, my back was killing me again and I, it was a real right. effort to get out and, and I was kind of bent over double and it wasn't until I, I was taking the boys into London and it wasn't until we got out into London that the back started to ease off. Which is the perfect example, I think, of of how this stress can have
17: a physical
3: reaction.
17: Absolutely. And and there's so many different ways of framing it, right? It could be that you're repressing the emotions or you could frame it that the, the pain is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you to pay attention to that emotion. Yeah. So Dr. Sarna would call it a distraction syndrome. Other people might say, it's actually, part of you is trying to get your attention and say, pay attention to yeah. this. And the, the more you ignore what it's trying to tell you, the louder it gets.
3: Michael, say that. I've got to take a break. We've got Paul as well in a second who wants to, who wants to uh, have, have a chat. 0344-499-1000. If you watched the film and it helped, if you watched the film and it didn't help, or if you think it's all bullshine, you can call in. And honestly, if you've listened to this show before, you know, we don't get crystal healers on and we don't get you know, kind of rake in it. We don't do any of that stuff because we. I don't really bind to any of this. All I can do is share my story. I had terrible, terrible, terrible back pain. Uh, osteop- osteopath's massage wasn't working. I was going to go to the doctors. I watched this film. My back pain stopped. That's it. That's all I've got for you, kids. That's it. 03444991000. We'll talk more to Michael Galinsky after this. Neon
0: lit night talk
3: for torch scissors, trolley dollies, and train
16: wrecks
0: like
9: me. (laughs) never know. Just
0: where the conversation will take you. What I'm
8: going to say sounds ridiculous.
3: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Good evening, dear listener Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle was speaking to Michael Galinsky about his uh, movie, All the Rage. We can talk about shopping malls in a little bit. Uh, uh, Michael, stay there. Paul has called in. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. Um, now, Paul, speak to Michael, because you've watched the film.
17: I have indeed. Yeah, Michael, uh, nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you. Uh, we we chatted on Twitter, right? We did, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, cool. I, I watched
8: the um, the, the documentary. I, I found it really good, actually. It was very, very good documentary. I watched about half of it, um, one day at the start of last week, and I went into this documentary with, um, you know, with pretty good, um, <laughs> history of, of back problems, but in the last year or so, my back has been be absolutely fine, um. So you had, but you I, had,
3: but you had bad back about a year ago, for, for, for a while, for, but the last 12, time. the last 12 months has been okay?
8: Yeah, the last right. 12 months have been, have been pretty great, in fact, you know, I, I've, um, taken up new, new training and stuff, and, uh, you know, I've been really active over the past two months or so, uh, no issues at all, nothing at- whatsoever. And then, after watching half of the documentary, um, <laughs> Tuesday evening, I was in, like, loads of pain, like, loads yeah. of pain. I couldn't, couldn't get up and things, right? So I thought, wow, this is, you know, it's, it's done something. And the way I put it to Ian was that I felt like I'd kicked the hornet's nest
17: yeah, I was actually going to bring that up with him a moment ago, saying that your back pain's gone, but be be aware that you may get like a shoulder pain, and then you might go down that physical track. But because the brain is kind of tricky, if one thing's not working, maybe something else will happen. It'll try to get your attention in another way. So you you really have to kind of just be aware of it and then be with that. And and the whole point is to really just turn back towards your emotions and accept them. It doesn't mean you have to start screaming at everybody, but actually the process involves. More accepting the emotions, and then you 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 have less rage as well.
3: But suppose you have you watched the whole film now?
17: Yeah,
8: I've watched the whole film, um, and since that as well, I've also I've read you know three quarters now of, of uh, the the book as well, the healing back pain one. I've also downloaded the the previous audio book as well, the first one. <laughs> And so, so I'm having to do some work for it, yeah. but I'm starting to feel better. And, you know, I spoke to you yesterday, and I'm much better again today as well. You know, I've got a bit of a commute and things, and I go out of the car, and, I, I, you know, I was a bit nervous when I was opening the car door thinking, am I going to be able to do this today? And, yeah, I just thought, well, you're expecting this pain. That's why it's going to be there. Mm. And it just yeah. went... It's
3: it's pretty awesome when you get that feeling but, but 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 you also you're also saying as well, Paul, that you didn't have any back pain for a year until you watched the film and that Exactly kind of released the pain again. Why why do you think that might be, Michael? Don't, don't worry, we're not gonna sue you. We're not Americans, we're not gonna sue your ass over that. But why <laughs> why well, I'm not saying this film causes the back pain, but why well, why, why do you think that, that might be?
17: Because it, it forces you to kind of it brings up emotions. And and if the whole point of the syndrome is often to avoid the emotions the movie might force you to feel things you don't want to feel. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, you saw the movie, and you saw what it was, and it's a very personal film. The two main reviews in America, in, in the Los Angeles Times and the New York Times, just, you know, tore the film apart for not being more about Dr. Sarno, and basically acting as if I was a complete narcissist for making it about myself. Mm-hmm. But if you think about what is a viewer, a, a reviewer, a viewer is a reviewer because they're judgmental. And if you're judgmental, it's about pointing your, your aim outward as well as inward. So you, it's, judgmentalness has a lot to do with not really loving yourself so much, but also finding reasons not to, to pick things apart. So it was it was kind of like, director, distance thyself. That's what you'll be saying when you watch the movie. And then the LA Times headline was, director hijacks his own film. And they both really just didn't take the film on its own terms. They took it based on an expectation of what it should be. Yeah. And if it didn't fit that expectation, it had failed. But that's not really how we're we're meant to look at at art or metaphor or anything. We're supposed to see what is this and what does it mean.
3: Paul, can I ask? Because there, there are a couple of points in the film where I I cried. I, I I haven't had a good cry at a film for a long time. I used to cry all the time at films, but I've not had one for ages. Did you cry at all at the film, Paul?
8: I, I didn't, mate, But I I don't tend to cry an awful lot um, over films and things. <laughs> another story for another day. Lord of the Rings is the only thing that makes me okay, cry. Okay, you No idea. Um, but yeah, I, I I did connect with a lot of the things. Um, you know, my my dad passed away about uh, about eight years mm-hmm. ago, so that connected with yeah. me quite strongly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. interestingly as well, um, talking about like the, the repressed like, sort of anger and the trauma of childhood. I don't think I had like a traumatic event or anything in my childhood. But I'm very much aware, and much more aware now this week, of how I'm the youngest child, you know? I was the youngest of, mm. of three, three siblings. Um, all my cousins were older. So there was a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation on me growing up. And I, I know that. I mean, I've, I've had that out with uh, with counsellors and things in the past, about perfectionism and OCD and all of these things. So I know I'm susceptible <laughs> to this sort of reaction anyway.
3: Right. But also, here's the thing as well, that people... Trauma, having trauma in childhood doesn't mean necessarily that you were sexually abused or that you watched your dad get gunned down. A trauma can be, you know, at the age of five, your mum told you off and said some really nasty things to you. You know, it can be something that seemingly is quite trivial. It doesn't have to be, I got raped when I was eight, you know. Mm -hmm. Trauma doesn't, we say the word trauma, Michael, and everyone thinks it has to be something huge that happened.
17: But it really all, what it really matters is how do we respond to that event. So it goes back to kind of like these ideas of resiliency and, and how, we, how we react to it and respond to it. And, you know, one of the things that helped me more than anything else was a book called um, The Presence Process. And one of the doctors involved in this work pushed me to read that book and I ignored him and then he pushed me to read it and I ignored him and then he pushed me to read it and finally I read it and I did this 10-week meditation program. Mm. And it really – so week three was the most powerful for me because it, it basically is about if you're mad at somebody, you have to recognize that that's about you and not about them. Maybe they did something that was awful, but it's mm-hmm. your response to that awful action which is causing you the problems. Right? You could just accept what happened or you could say, I have to sue this person or I have to attack this person or I have to take them down. But when you realize that it's about you and you can respond rather than react, you have so much more power over your own life.
3: Paul, thank you for that. Let us know how it goes. I I did cry in the film. Um, Man alive, when you're reading the speech that your dad wrote for your wedding, Mm -hmm. that you then read at your brother. And by the way, I love your brother. Your brother's just Mm -hmm. like the coolest. You're then reading that speech. Oh, I was gone. I was gone, Michael. It, it, it It was beautiful. The whole thing was... was do-, do you film everything? Because there's some really intimate, what look like home movies in there, like when you're um, p- placing your dad's ashes in the sea. Yeah. There's loads of stuff. Have you always got a camera in your hand?
17: Not always, but a lot. And what's interesting, actually, is my mom is not in a very good place right now, and I am taking a lot of pictures. But when I, when I threw those ashes in the ocean, as I say in the film, that perhaps sometimes the camera was more of a shield than a tool. Right, it was keeping me from having yeah. to really be present and deal with those emotions. Now, as I'm shooting with my mom, it's more about being really directly present. So it's really how do we use that thing? And 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 I will tell you this: I, when I watch that scene at my brother's wedding, I can't do the Q and A, like because right. it's so emotional to me still. Every mm. time I see it, it's such an intense thing trying to go through that and really dig into that and you know, the emotions about, you know, the, the loss from my mother, who still has not dealt with my father's death, you know, and and what it meant for my brother to not have him there, all these things about it, really, it was really intense for me. But also really amazing, too, to be able to cry like that in front of a huge crowd of people. Because, you know, uh, Paul a moment ago mentioned that he didn't cry, even though it brought up a bunch of emotion, yeah. which is maybe why it caused the pain. Because when we bring up emotion and we don't process it let it flow through or really are really present with it which i'm not saying is an easy process but once we recognize how that works and we can be more naked and emotional we can we we find ourselves healing a lot better
3: you know that well i mean i'm getting tweets saying nice things i'm getting tweets saying rude things right and that's all cool all
1: from the same person all from the same same person but (laughs) but you know
3: you know um this kind of stuff might be acceptable on the West Coast of the United States, you know. But over right. here in Britain, people are, are cynical and we like our drugs. And, um, th- to, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of taking a punt doing this. And I was saying to Kath during the break, I feel a bit silly saying all of this stuff on the air. Right. Because I know how stupid it sounds. I watched a movie and my back stopped hurting. I know how stupid right. it sounds, but I also know that it's true. Uh, and then it happened. Uh, are you... You, you must be quite tough. You 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 must be ready for a kicking from
17: oh, I, people. I, you've you've I, had a I'm, kicking. It's not that I'm ready. I, I'm i used to it. And, you know, when we first showed the movie, we had the first screening at the Doc NYC Film Festival. Dr. Sarno was there, and it was really incredible. And the first comment was, that was really brave of you to do that. And I was like, what's so brave? I just made a movie. And then when yeah. I started to think about it, and then when people started to watch it, here's the deal. Like 80% of the people who watch it have this incredible experience of healing, and 20% want to garret me. They mm. want to just take the knife and just kill me. But it just makes them so angry somehow to see a, a person be emotionally present. And and that in itself tells us something. Like, why would that make you so angry? You know? And, and why is that so dangerous? And I understand. I actually, I agree with you. It's very brave of you to bring me on. It's very brave of you to be honest about it. But as you can see it's really good for you as well
3: mm. oh god totally totally it's been yeah. it's, as you've seen because you've been following me on twitter it's been a, it's yeah. been a month of, of purging and letting a lot of stuff out that I've held on to Michael stay there because we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to tell you where you can see the movie I've just tweeted the link again but we'll, we'll, we'll do that and we'll, we'll give it all a plug and then I want to talk about shopping malls because it's got another project this is one of those people Catherine it's always doing stuff puts, puts us to shame uh, this is the late night alternative on talk radio stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes eyes. and your mind (laughs) oh my word
0: the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio
3: so the film is called all the rage listen if you like a good documentary about people who are kind of out of the who are out on their own and um you know doing stuff swimming upstream when everyone else is going downstream stream all the rage is a great film to watch if you've got back pain and you've you've been to the doctor, you know, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. If you've been to the doctor and that's not help, it's worth two hours. It's worth 90 minutes, two hours of your time. Who knows? Who knows? Michael, if people want to see it, uh, where can they find it?
17: They can go to alltheragedoc.com, and there's several different links. It's on Amazon and iTunes in America, but it's also on Vimeo On Demand. It's, it's pretty easy to find.
3: If you later on, when you get a chance, if you tweet me all those links, I'll, I'll retweet yes. those as well and, and put that right. out. And we'll put this, this chat out as a podcast as well. Thank you very much for, for getting in touch and, and putting me, uh, oh, onto yeah. this film and onto Do- Dr. sino Cause now I've, I'm, I'm, I've got the book to read. My sister fell down the, the rabbit hole on YouTube. There's loads of lectures on YouTube and stuff like that. So thank you for that, Michael. Genuinely, I yep. really appreciate it. Now.
17: By the way, I fell down her rabbit. I, she's a wonderful painter. No, the, listen, this is the thing.
3: You mentioned this. That's not my sister. You, oh, wait, is it isn't? No, it's not. I, and oh. then I looked to see who you were talking about. She is a wonderful okay. painter, but she's not my sister. But I'm glad you found ah. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> That's my, so funny. My sister's a great writer. She's not, she's not a great painter. I, I have to say that, yeah. but.
17: Well, they have the same name.
3: Yeah, I know exactly. That's what does it. That's confusing, these these artists. Tell me about this um, shopping mall book that, you, uh, 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 that you're that you doing. It's uh, uh, I've seen some bits of it. It looks incredible. What is it?
17: So, and it's kind of connected to this whole Sarno story, which is, you know, I, in 1989, I drove across America and I took pictures in malls. And when I did, everyone said, who cares? Like, that's people in malls. But 20 years later, when I found the slides, um, they were all of a sudden – it made sense and it was kind of ahead of its time to kind of consider taking malls photos because if you google malls 1989 now the only pictures you'll find are the pictures that i took because it turns out i'm pretty wow. much the only person who <laughs> took pictures of <laughs> malls the people that's nuts it is nuts. i suppose I we mean, thought really, they would yeah. always be there and they would always look like that exactly and and i was inspired a lot by a guy named william eggleston who you know he took the cover of um big star sister lovers record um or Big Star's number one record. Oh, yeah. It's a, you know, a wow. red ceiling with the, with a light bulb. He was from Memphis, and he was really adept at, like, noticing colors in their setting. And yeah. so he was the first person to have colored photos in the Museum of Modern Art. And everyone said, well, that's just a napkin holder on a table. Who cares? But 20 years later, people were like, oh, my God, that's yeah. what the South was like. Yeah, yeah. And so that was I was kind of thinking Robert Frank the Americans, this guy Gary Winogrand, who did street photography, and William Eggleston, and trying to – put them all together and, and that's what i did as a kind of an idiot 20 year old kid with a crappy camera uh, but i think that's why they work
3: well they do it, it's that kind of micro social history you go shopping mall who cares Who know you know but but i i i found on the internet about a year ago one photo of the record store that i used to go to our price records in slough queensmere shopping mall shopping center yeah and it was like time travel, man. It was, I, yeah. was, I was back there. It was 1986. I was going through the racks. It was incredible. And I wish there were more of these. So this is important, eh, maybe, I don't know. But this is great yeah. social history.
17: Right. I was, I was a religious studies major at the time. So I was kind of thinking from like the, you know, sociology, anthropology, looking at it, like capturing it in its essence, but also kind of trying to be like a punk rock artist. So it was a combination of all those different things. That I think really makes it work. And I, and I think what's really interesting that I learned from this process is that after about 25 years, um, memories move into a different place in our brain. And mm. that's what nostalgia is. It, it goes literally from a different place in our brain. You know, when, when yeah. we're seeing something that's, that, that's our past mm-hmm. memory versus something that stays in our somewhat present memory.
3: Yeah yeah um now uh, and, and some now because i here's the thing you mentioned stranger things to me the 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 tv series yeah. i must be the only person that has never seen stranger things and have you seen a kath? No. me and kath are the only people that have never seen Stranger things it's and quite good. Yeah, so i hear so i hear but they're kind of they've been using you as a template have they to try and recapture th- that that period
17: i don't know if they've been using me but i think that I had a book come out in 2013 that um, a lot of set designers use yeah. because it's, it kind of really captures the essence of what the mall was. But what's also interesting is the guys from Stranger who developed the show grew up where I live. Right. So one of the malls, I only shot like 15 malls, one of the malls in the book is a mall that they grew up in. So I'm sure it had some effect on it, but more in the sense that if you're going to go do some research about what the malls look like, that's the only thing you're going to find are are my pictures.
3: Uh, And the book is – how are you doing that? This is like Kickstarter kind of vibe, isn't it? Exactly.
17: But if you just go to – our website is rumor.com, R-U-M-U-R. So it's like an R facing an R into a U and back to an M. It's a palindrome. Rumor.com slash malls, and it will go straight to the Kickstarter. Uh, You can see some of the stuff from it.
3: What are you working on now?
17: Uh, oh, my God, so many things. I
3: know, this is the uh, thing. This is what I get from you. I've been reading up on you. You're just d- doing stuff all the time, man. Have a break.
17: I, well, I, I can't. I don't know how to. One, I'm just looking at this thing. I, I just got an email from a friend of mine. I also shot a film about, I helped shoot a couple of days on a film about Bill Drummond. Do you remember the KLF?
3: Oh, yeah, of course I remember the KLF.
17: in the TARDIS and burning a million pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart dude, right? Yeah. No one will ever forget Bill Drummond. He's the most famous man in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But he actually is an incredible artist. And a guy named um, Paul Dwayne just made a film about him called Best Before Death because wow. he's been doing this project where he's going to 10 different countries and he's doing a series of like almost performance pieces you know, um, with, involving paintings. And I was lucky enough to shoot that, but that's actually playing right now in the UK at a bunch of festivals. Oh, wow. But okay. Actually, so I was telling you this is interesting. I'm going to give you a sneak peek into something. but. Here we go. um it's very connected to the Dr. Sarno movie. But yeah. we were making a film about kind of nature versus nurture, mm. you know. So it's mind, body, nature, nurture, right? And it's because when I had my two daughters, right after my father died, I had my second daughter. And the woman in the hair salon in the corner said, you have to go for a boy. And I said, well, mm. hell no, I am done. And then I walked out and I remembered that I was a sperm donor. And I probably had a bunch of boys and they wanted to know who I was.
3: So have you, hang on. Have you gone to find them?
17: Well, I... I put myself out there and nobody found me. So for ten years I've been filming all these characters.
3: Yeah.
17: But like I said, my mom is not doing well. In January she was in the hospital in the ER with pneumonia and she had a hundred and sixty-five beats a minute heartbeat. She was so I did not think she was gonna make it. And I got a text from my cousin saying, Hey, I just got off the phone with your daughter Holly. Do you remember you were a sperm donor? Wow. So I have recently met my twenty six year old daughter Holly, who's awesome. And so it's going to be a really amazing movie. But I also have these other incredible stories over 10 years. So it's like kind of like, uh, you know, seven up, 14 up, 21 up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that movie, but all like <laughs> with these five characters.
3: Oh, mate, listen, when that's done, you, you have to come. Well, keep in touch, Michael, because well, you've got, be. you got I my details. And I, uh, I'm i such a fan that the, the all the rage is great. That sounds like an amazing yeah. project. Just keep in touch. You can come on anytime you want, brother. You're very welcome here.
17: Awesome. And can I do one little plug for Serpa UK, Yeah, of hopefully you'll treat about as well. That's an organization that follows Dr. Sarno's work that's in the UK and has been helping a lot of people, but also training a lot of people. There's people in Birmingham, all over the country, who work and understand what Dr. Sarno's methodology is. So if people, you know, watch the movie or read the book and feel like I need help, there are people. And it's at S I R P A U K dot com.
3: Brilliant. Hey, nice one, man. Send me yeah. a tweet with all of the links to get to your stuff, and I'll retweet it, Absolutely. and um, we'll speak again soon.
17: Awesome. Thanks, Talk Michael. You
3: there you go, Michael Galinsky. The film is all the rage. What a nice guy. These people that are constantly creating and working. It makes me sick, though. But what a nice guy. And it, I know it sounds stupid, you know. I know it sounds dumb. Uh, but it, it, that's my story. It worked for me. I watched the film, and my back stopped hurting. Pretty much, apart from an old twinge here and there. It's crazy, crazy world. 344 but people on Twitter are saying that the phones aren't working again.
1: Well, apparently it is. they are working now. We've just tested them.
3: Well, yeah, no, because uh, the, the problem with the phones before was, not that no one was getting through, but that some people weren't...
1: We But we did it back-to-back.
3: But do you mean back-to-back?
1: He phoned, then I phoned. So Lane, phone, phone now! Apparently they put a new um, system in that when it goes down, it right. resets itself, it takes five minutes, so that five minutes might have five been the trouble they, that they were right. having.
3: Okay, Jesus. So We
1: both got through straight, straight away, so... Yeah,
3: but some people haven't been getting through, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, but after it was reported, you, you saw right. us both test it.
3: Yeah, 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 but, the, but also, the, the last time that people weren't getting through, two calls were getting through, but then more than two calls weren't getting through. Yeah, but... At a time, so it was, so line three wouldn't...
1: So we should try it
3: again now. No, I don't, because it, okay, if, if you're saying it's reset itself, then but it's it's working. It has, but yeah. that's 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 what we're working with. Is it a phone system that 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 cuts out from time to time? That's it. That's the best we can do. That's it. Jesus Christ! Please play a trail. Stimulating nightly emissions,
16: guaranteed to open your eyes
0: and your mind. <laughs> oh my word! The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
3: Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who knows if the phone works? I don't. I don't know. We think the phones work. We just, we just don't know, guys. It's it's uh, it's one of those situations where we uh, just don't know. Um, but do give it a try. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What have you got, Kath? Uh,
1: I have got this. Um, teachers have been slamming this new card that's been brought. You know, because it's that time of year where everyone's buying presents for teachers to wow. say thank you for working this week this year. Um, furious teachers slam thank f my kid doesn't have you next year cards
0: wow <laughs> jesus
1: according to the mirror as summer rolls around parents may consider buying a card and a gift for their child's teacher to thank them for their hard work over the last year but if you think your little one's teacher hasn't been quite up to scratch one company are now offering you the chance to buy rather rude cards featuring messages such as thank f my kid doesn't have you next year yorkshire based greeting card and gift company I'm not going to give them a plug. I'll sell in the quirky cards on their website. And while the designs are proving popular, it seems they haven't gone down well with educators. Well, what a surprise. Why would it? Stacey Dennis claims the range has been met with furious backlash from teachers. She said, we've had lots of messages from teachers on social media who think that our products are insulting and rude towards them. We believe they're great fun, as do the parents who have nearly cleaned us out of our stock. Other cards say things like, nursery teacher, the only job you find yourself saying, don't lick that.
3: No? What does that mean?
1: Oh, nursery teacher. The only job you'll find yourself saying, don't lick that.
3: Don't lick that. And okay, because, all right. As
1: on. my child's teacher, I completely understand why you need so many holidays. As well as cards, uh, they've been selling bottle labels which can be stuck to teacher's favourite tip or saying, sorry, my child is the reason you drink, so I have this one on me.
3: So Lane is saying, I've just tried again. I get the whole message thing and that music, and that's right. it.
1: Okay, I'll ring the engineer.
3: What a world. What a world we live in. Um, if anyone else is having trouble with the phones, let us know. Let's try, let's try. Uh-huh. Right, could you drag Vic down to line one, please? Thank you very much indeed. No, you can't. Yeah, you can, yes you can. Hello, Vic.
16: Hello, Ian. Vic. Uh, Glad to listen to you again. it's morning here. Um, I was off. just listening to the back pain guy, yes, and I'm not knocking it or whatever but the question I've got to ask you is, yes, you mentioned having the back pain after you did four hundred dads, which I presume are sort of sit ups
3: yes, well no, it's a uh, dance
16: did you a dance oh yeah well, well get get hit to the sink why uh, I have? Sorry? Get hip to the scene, Grandad. Grandad. Oh, okay. Uh, the question I'm mm-hmm. to ask you is, uh, have you had chronic back pain or was it just back pain after you did this dancing?
3: It was chronic back because, pain after I did the dancing.
16: Okay. So if I do something in the gym that uh, uh, strains my back... Uh, surely, it's after a number of weeks, it will go away, unless I've actually broken something. Um,
3: uh, possibly. Is it possible? Is it possible that my back pain just went away naturally?
16: That's what I'm asking, and I'm not trying to be... No, no,
3: no. Uh, yes, of course it's possible. Of course it's, course it's possible. But the, here's the thing, right? I watched the film in f- over four days, and on the Sunday morning that I went to watch the last 20 minutes... I had terrible back pain. When I finished the film, my back pain had gone. And I thought, well, that maybe, I thought that maybe that's a coincidence. So I got my sister to watch it, who's had um, chronic back pain for years. And it worked for her. Uh I know it sounds crazy, Vic. I know it sounds absolutely insane. All I can do is share what happened with me and what happened with my sister.
16: Well, I guess if your sister's had chronic back pain yeah. and it's fixed it, well, that answers the question yeah. whether it was just a natural uh, uh, fix-up that, you know, y- you could twist your ankle or, or do, do some ankle damage. And, well, it's uh, not going go uh, to
3: repair actual damage that you've, you know, if you physically damaged yourself. But the pain from doing the damage... Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand the science behind it, science in inverted commas. But... I can tell you that it worked for me. And that's, and that's it, man.
16: Well, that's good. That's answered my question. Because I was, I was basically curious about whether it was chronic or whether it was just a, uh, the dancing thing. Which mm. I'll look up. Dad, what
3: does it stand for? <laughs> it stands for good times. It's a dance. It's like um, a dance. It's like um, flossing. You know flossing? Okay. Yeah, flossing, Yeah, like, flossing. It's like da- it's like flossing, but dabbing.
16: Okay. Dabbing, but you—what are you dabbing
3: when you're dancing? <laughs> Just go. <on. laughs> How can I describe a dance to you? Uh, go, uh, go and watch it. Okay, I'll watch it though.
16: <laughs> YouTube dabbing.
3: Nice and, one, uh, Vic. Thank you, for, you. Please do. Thank you very much indeed. I've got to go, so we're late for the news. Oh three four four. 499-1000, I'm sucking on a cough sweet. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative
0: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk.
5: Hello, world, in a song.
3: 344. What are we doing out there, boy Lee? Engineers on it. Engineers on it. Is it not working? <laughs> don't know. Lane! If you're lying to Oh, whoa! Yeah. We don't need the Partridge family theme again. Lane, if you're lying to me, I'm gonna kill you. I will hunt you down and I will kill you. If, you. if it turns out your phone is crap, I will hunt you down and I will kill you. I've opened up Skype on my computer, so if you um you can Skype in, hey rabbit hole show, because I can't remember the login for the talk radio skype that i'd set up on here so hey rabbit hole show or one word guys or um you can try oh three four four if that if you could if you could try oh three if everybody listening could call 4991000 now that would be awesome
1: just say yes i can hear you
3: that would be awesome that would be very helpful thank you very much my throat is going man um, 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 um now this um GIMPS the GIMPS The GIMP story you seen the GIMP story? Have you seen the GIMP story? Talking saw, to you.
1: I saw a GIMP story, but I'm not sure it's the one you're driving at.
3: No, it is.
1: So quite a frightening thing.
3: Yeah, some now here's the thing. This is how the difference of, of um newspapers. Some Newspapers are doing the story of a man dressed as a gimp, wandering around a small village, being sexually inappropriate, as 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 it should be done. You know, as a guy going around who's cre- causing uh, is um uh is doing sex crimes is the word I want to yes, say, but I can't. terrorizing think a, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Uh, committing. That's the word. Committing. But then, um, uh, but that, now the star is doing it as though it's a little bit of sexy fun. Oh my god. This is the world we live in. Gimp Posta. Cops warn, warn of copycat pervs on the prowl. This is slightly toned down from yesterday's um, gimp story. Copycat gimp suit attackers could terrorise the country, experts have warned. Oh, they could. They're creating uh, killer clowns yeah. again. That's what they're doing. And they, Momo. They're creating killer clowns. Ex-Scotland Yard detective Peter Blexley spoke out After a masked prowler struck in a Somerset village, the former star of Channel 4's The Hunted said, in the case of the killer clowns, that, is that the guy? You see, is that the guy? Yeah, it's the guy we've met. In the case of the killer clowns, that became a craze out of nowhere. And potentially, unfortunately, now that a picture has been publicized and gone out on social media, it could inspire other idiots to do the same. This is a character born of TV shows like American Horror Story Uh. that are about murder and horribleness. If this idiot or idiots are inspired by this kind of show that is designed to horrify, they clearly have an intent to terrorise and harass people. Um, A suspect has been uh, arrested, but police fear there may be others. So far, there have been 14 official uh, reports. Criminologist Professor David Wilson said it is about striking terror into people by wearing a mask and dressing all in black for sexual gratification. Locals in Claverham, Claverham say they have been terrorized by freaks in bondage suits since 2017. The latest attack came when a man charged at a woman, grunting and touching his groin. God. Uh, Avon and Somerset police uh, said it. Okay. Uh, then we've got the star says. Gimp hell is no joke. Um, They're saying it's no laughing matter, but yesterday the whole thing was done as the whole thing in the style was done as a joke for crying out loud. Look, we've got phone calls, so maybe the system is working. Let's go to hang on a minute. Can I drag a call down there? (laughs) Right, you you do something while I just reset. This on my
1: phone, what have you got? All right, uh, okay, <coughs> do you remember the other day I was telling you about the um, shop in Vancouver that was trying to shame people into bringing their own um, Bags for Life? Because oh, it, Bags for and Life. And so it, it was putting um, embarrassing um, pretend adverts on the side of these bags that it would give out.
12: Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's backfired. A Canadian store's attempt to help the environment and gently shame its customers into avoiding plastic bags by printing embarrassing messages uh, has not gone quite as planned. This is according to the New York Times. Far from spurring customers to bring their own reusables, the plastic bags, variously emblazoned with Mm -hmm. Dr. Toe's Wart Ointment Wholesale or Into the Weird Adult Video Emporium or the Colon Care Co-op, become somewhat of a surprise hit you
3: see of course they'll be selling on ebay for an absolute fortune guys that's what they do
1: some of the customers want to collect them because they love the idea of it david lee quen the owner of the store vancouver's east west market uh, market told the guardian newspaper the store began the campaign this month printing up a thousand bags with the eye-popping slogans shoppers who chose to use a plastic carrier would not only be charged f- uh, five cents apiece they would theoretically walk out onto the street with the cringe-worthy messages for all the world to see yeah. In smaller print, the bags revealed the true purpose of the campaign. Avoid the shame. Buy a reuse, bring a reusable bag. The grocery store sly campaign reflects how the nation is trying to become more environmentally friendly. On Monday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the government would seek to eliminate single use plastic as early as 2021. Um, so yes. I want
3: to start a plastic revival. I think we need to bring, bring, uh, like Justin Timberlake brought sexy back. I'm bringing plastic back. We need to bring it back. Love plastic is the, gr- the greatest it can't have only have existed for it's only had it for like 40 years, come on that's the
1: thing right, yes. I used to have a collection of bags inside mm. bags inside mm. bags when I had my first flat, oh
3: right. I've got two drawers full of bags, exactly,
1: no. when you live on your own you don't get through them as fast as you get through cause, no. well, I used to use them for bin bags and I remember going into the, my like bin pedal
3: bag. bin, tiny, tiny yeah. bin, tiny my bin my bin bag drawer, Yeah.
1: and they had crumbled away,
3: oh so they well hang on a minute, you're, so hang on a minute you they buying a of
1: a not, someone's lying those bags mm. from I would say early 2000s were crumbling away. Mm. Mm. Okay. Someone well. ain't telling the truth.
3: Sam, when I restart phone box on this side, does it restart it on that side? It doesn't. So could you put a caller through for me, please? Because I was unable to do that, and then I've restarted it, and it's it's gone to buggery. Um, so do you want to put? Who, hello, who is this caller, please? Uh, is it me? Yes, yeah, it's you. It's Simon. Hi. Hey Simon, how you uh, doing? You know, I'm not too bad, sir. So oh. oh I, I, I was literally
13: just phoning in because you asked. You know, he said, um, he, said, he, said, he said he said two of phone in, and I did <laughs> so I let, you know, let you know
3: that it that it's all fully worth. How's your day going so far, Simon?
13: <clears throat> yes, yeah, good. I've uh, had, had my little one. So she, she you know, obviously did the whole putting her to bed and bathing her. But she's meant she's crazy little girl, but she's good fun. How old is um, how old is she? She's five. I'm, I'm, I'm considering taking it at Disneyland um, in March, but it's kind of like also working out that it's going to cost me about two grand. So it's
3: like, Which Disneyland? Yeah. The one in Europe or one of the... California. Yeah, the proper one. Yeah, we went to Euro one. Disney and we did it and the boys loved it. They had the first ever toffee apple. They didn't know they were real. Oh. Um, but it's expensive, man. Yeah, it it's is. expensive and it's cute. I've, I've, got friend, I've
13: got a friend who lives sort of out there, so it kind of... Oh, hotels and that sort of stuff isn't a thing. It's just obviously flights and then... Everything else whilst you out there, but it'll be worth it. She'll like it. She'll like, she'll well, it's like
3: creating time. magic for them. Yeah. But um, I, ju- I want to know how you get hooked up with one of those VIP passes. That's the thing where you get to um, yeah, you, you, then you, that, yeah. you <laughs> get to jump the queues and and stuff like that. You know, proper not you know the proper celebrity I think, thing. I
13: think I think you just have to pay like four grand
3: Oh, in that case, yeah. I mean, easy to do it <laughs> if, if you if you really loved her,
13: then that's exactly yeah, what well, you do. Yeah. No, on, a, on a DJ's word. Um Kath mentioned there about, or you mentioned there about um, a drawer full of bags. Yeah. I've actually got a drawer full of those charity bags that gets put through the door. I don't know if you, I don't know if you have that sort of thing. Yeah, down we, like do. You are. we do. I and half
1: the time they don't come and collect them again.
13: No. Well, I get about three a week. I've mm. literally got, well, I counted them up the uh, well, a couple of weeks ago. It's probably got 500 bags there. What do you
3: mean charity sure. bags? The one where it's like you leave, leave this outside your house with clothes you don't want and we'll yeah. come and collect it. Never do that because that, what you're, yeah. you're doing there is my mum told me. <laughs> You're telling burglars that the house is empty. That's
13: what yeah, exactly. you're doing. And also, like, I don't really... Uh, I don't have that much stuff to give to charity shops, you know? Like, once I've sold one bag, that'll be it for about a year.
1: Something I've noticed as well, the fine print on some of them suggests that they sell it and they give some of the profits yeah. to a charity. It's not always straight to a charity.
3: I put some clothes. You know those big metal bins with the slot that you, sometimes you'll find homeless people in there if they try to go and climb in and get a clothes? I put some clothes inside there for the first time. Oh, it was disgusting. It was horrible. Yeah. It was... It was. I, th- I, think, I
13: think those ones go direct to the shop, though. Those, those were the actual... The, actual
3: the, the, my stuff was too... My, yeah. my stuff was too, uh... Was too good for that. It's not, it wasn't good enough to, to take it to a charity shop, but it was too good for that. It was... Oh, my yeah. God, the stench. Oh, really? The stench of fetid I think clothes. they it into
13: rags, don't they? They, like, rag it up and then... I don't
3: know. They turn it into rags.
13: Turn it into ra- I, I heard that like any clothes that are, sort of, uh, you know, like the ones because people give clothes to charity shops that are, you know, aren't particularly great. I'm not saying you give them soiled ones, but you know.
1: So people do. So or, they yeah, just you know. don't yeah, things, do yeah, not dirty. Yeah, yeah,
13: yeah. Don't you? Well, they just, um, I think they boil wash them and then and
3: then rag them up. But, <laughs> but, 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 what do they? What do they do with the rags? What, people go and buy rags? I don't know, I think... They'll recycle it into um, into the clothes, He's saying they turn it into rags. Cushions, cushions and, you know... Into what, into what, sorry? Cushions, I guess.
13: Cushions. Stuffing... Like Peter Cushions. cushions. Yeah, I don't really know, I'm just kind of like, this is just what I've heard from here, say, you know, on on, on the streets. Okay, that's the Uh, word on on the street. People talking about their rags.
3: Okay, I'd like to, I'd like to buy some rags. I'd like I'd like a it a, a really Hey, nice one, Simon. Thank you very much. I'm at that stage of the sore throat where I, I'm running really hard to speak now. This is where we are. Thank you, Simon. Excellent stuff. We've got G, we've got Jerry, we've got Chris. Maybe, just maybe, we've got a working phone system. 0344. 4991000, this is Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners and
0: lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee.
7: Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me.
3: On Talk Radio. 0344 is the telephone number. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris.
6: Good evening, Ian.
3: What have you got for us, Chris?
6: A uh, couple of things, uh, uh, you just talk about rags, they do sell, you can buy bags of rags, my son works in a garage and they, they um. Bags they of bags rags? Well. Yeah, yeah, just for, like, to clear up like, and wipe greasy things and whatever, but yeah, so somebody definitely sells bags of rags, just
3: cut up clothes. Well, I've never, I've never heard of such a thing. This I is know, incredible. Yeah. Bags of rags. Yeah. How much does a bag? It's like broken biscuits. Know. How much does yeah. a bag of yeah. rags go for?
6: <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask him. And I'll let you know. Okay. But, um, All I, right. I thought I was calling in for the um, uh, said about the bags, uh, falling apart in the in the drawer. Oh yeah. yeah. Then I've thought for a long time there's a massive conspiracy going on here because I used to put stuff in Tesco mm-hmm. bags, just normal free on a Tesco carry base, in the loft. Yeah. And within the space of, literally, within six months, if not less, they would just turn to dust.
2: Yeah, they're like flaked, didn't they? But that's, yeah.
6: but that's mice, though. Blind that's mice. Dust. No, 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 definitely not my seat. I, I, there was no droppings or anything. Okay. In the loft. And I, and I mean, I used to be putting stuff for the kids up in the loft all the time. Yeah. And they, they literally, within six months at the most, they would literally, you put like a bag of stuff, like some papers or something, you go to get them down and you've got to pick it up and they're just literally fall to pieces in your hand. So is David Attenborough a liar then? I, I've, I've had my so, suspicions. And, and I'm going back a few years because I had an extension done probably ten years oh, ago. There we go. So I've not... I've not ha- you know, had a loft for at least ten years. Yeah. So um, I mean, we were talking. You know, those Tesco bags were, were literally crumbling to nothing yes. in months. Yes. So we're talking at like at least ten years, uh, years ago.
1: Early two thousands, maybe two thousand five. Yeah, at, at
6: least, <laughs> yeah. at least,
1: yes. Same as me. So I haven't noticed it with my bags these days, but they're all made no. out of that thicker stuff now.
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, and those things probably will
3: last forever. But yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's weird, isn't it? This is. This is. We've got to get to the bottom of this goddamn. Plastic conspiracy. Someone doesn't want us to use plastic. And it turns out it's all bullshine. It's all bullshine. <laughs> do you have
6: Like Guys, just, uh, yeah, uh, you guys, I mean, I know sometimes you don't get a lot of calls and stuff, and yeah. sometimes it probably is the phones and all that, but, man, I mean, you guys really keep... You know, people that sort of work the, like weird hours and that, you really do, do keep us going.
3: Oh,
6: thank you, and, uh, Catherine's laugh is just the best. Every time you you go, you know, like, something sets you guys off. It honestly, it's like a tonic. It's, it's, like, like, a, it's to- like a,
3: it's like a, it's like a cackle. It's like a cackle yeah, well from the bowels of hell. Axe to the <laughs> brain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, why, well, what do you, what do you do then, Chris? Why are uh, you cab- up at this time of night? What? I'm black cab driver, mate. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much indeed. It is appreciated, and um, thank you for your kind words, and thank you for your story about plastic bags, and. <laughs> Yeah. That David, At- David Attenborough is a liar. <laughs> that
1: thing, that, my first reaction, though, was to check for mice, because it was such a weird thing.
3: Yeah, no, it's not that, is it? No.
1: No, just fell to bits.
3: <laughs> thank you, Chris. You working on Cheers, What time do you finish? Dear. What time are you finishing? Uh, soon, actually. Yeah, go home. Been busy. Home. Go home. <laughs> B- busy night drive. <laughs> 0344-499-1000. Let's try, uh, let's try... Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, both. Okay. What you got for us, Andrew?
14: Your previous caller was talking about charity shops and uh, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, bags of rags.
14: Yeah. It reminded me of an episode I watched about, I think I went a couple of months ago, for Antique Roadshow. Right. And there was a woman there, and she brought a piece of glassware, glassware for the expert. And, oh, yes, this is this, this is that. Oh, yes. It's worth about £2,000. Where did you get it? She got it out of a bag in front
3: of a charity shop. No. Well, hang on. In front yes. of a charity shop? Yes. So she nicked it?
14: Yeah. She went. Scum. She saw a bag in front of a charity shop. Scum. She rummaged through it, picked it out, and thought, well, oh, that looks nice. And then she took it to an antique <laughs> road shop. It's worth about a couple of grand.
3: Well, she shouldn't be... You're not allowed to take the stuff out of the bags in the front of the charity shops.
1: But you're, not, That's you're, also, not, you're also not supposed to leave it out the front of a charity but shop. But
3: she's stolen two grand from an African yeah. baby or, or a cancer yeah. victim.
1: I thought that's not rough. when she "Oh," and she actually
14: came out and said, "Oh, yeah," I saw a bag in front of a charity shop, no. and I looked through it, and I thought, well, "This looks nice," and I took it home.
3: The only people worse than those scumbags that take stuff from the bags outside charity shops are the absolute arseholes that stand by zebra crossings but don't want to cross.
1: Oh man! And yes, sometimes on no. the
3: phone. Oh, Terrible.
14: Oh, they—they oh, they I, I come up to, I, I drive up to a zebra crossing, and they're just standing there. And I think I slow down, stop.
3: And then they look up at you and go, "Oh yeah. no,
14: no, I'm not crossing.
3: No, no, go, go no, on, mate.
14: No. You, on, you off, you go. No, go on." Yeah. No, 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 no. um, and, and do you know what the other one that winds uh, Yes, I used to do it as a kid.
3: Yeah.
14: As when you come up to a set of uh, traffic lights and the kids push the button. Oh yeah.
3: Oh, I I don't do that. I I did that once when I was six, and because yeah. I thought it would be funny. And my mum gave me such a roller king, and all the drivers on the Farnham Road were beeping me. Yeah. So now I feel really guilty. If I press a button on a pelican crossing and the, the the I can cross before the lights turn red, I'll wait until yeah. the lights turn red. Uh, yes. Because I, I hate it I when you just, <laughs> you get your foot on the other side and then the, the beeps go and then the cars have to stop and oh, yeah. I feel terrible.
14: I mean, as a kid, I used to, I used to push, the, push the button and then run up to the next one and push it again.
3: Yeah, <gasps> it's a great game.
14: And I was like, I, now, if I see that kid rather than
3: you, it'll... But that, but that but that's the thing andrew you're talking to yourself
14: yeah but you're, talking, Britain, you're
3: talking to the inner child
14: yes that child's gone now isn't it Well, never mind
3: the inner child is still within you andrew you've just got to look inside
1: i bet you used to knock and run as well no i didn't well,
3: did anyone ever I play know. knockdown ginger i don't think that anyone's ever played yeah, that as they, a real yeah. I, I thing watched people who did that the, the other I tough kids them,
14: but i never did it <laughs>
3: Okay, well, you're, you're a good man, Andrew. You're a good man, and you've got a lovely inner child. Look after him and give him a hug. Let's go to Sarah. Good evening, Sarah.
2: Hello. Hello, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> oh? I've never phoned you before.
3: Well, welcome. Welcome to speaking to us when I can barely speak, and um, <laughs> uh, and it's 23. I can't... Here's the thing. When I get a sore throat, I suck down loads of air, and then I get really bad indigestion, so I'm going to have to go to the toilet. And I can't burp normally, Sarah. The only way I can make myself burp... <laughs> <laughs> is by sticking two fingers in my throat and flicking my epiglogus.
1: epiglottis. Epiglottis.
3: <laughs> my epiglottis.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Eat Digestive Hour, Sarah. <laughs>
3: I could do it now but there's always a chance <laughs> there's always a chance I'm gonna throw up. Oh,
2: my God. Do you
3: want I to hear it?
1: No. no. Go no. do it in the toilet. It makes
3: an amazing noise,
1: right? Oh, I don't. I picked the best night to call. Cool. <clears> no, I mean, you, you've never phoned before, and then this We're happens. doing this under unusual yeah.
3: circumstances, because my throat, my, and my mouth, my tooth. Here we go.
1: This could be a video. Oh,
3: no. It takes a minute, and I draw quite a lot, so just everyone be patient. <laughs> here we go.
1: Oh, God. I've seen him in some compromising positions, but this is something else. <laughs> Don't puke. Oh, God!
2: What the fuck? So much dribble. <coughs> <coughs> oh, there it is. Oh, my
1: God!
3: <laughs> That's how I burp.
1: Oh, you sound just like my son. <laughs> I was gonna say, it sounds like a cat coughing up a hairball.
3: Oh, I need to go and wash my... Have you got any wet wipes?
1: I have, yeah, I'll go and get them.
3: Could you get some wet wipes, yeah. please? Because my hand's covered in, um, uh, um yeah, saliva. Yeah, you're, and you're definitely, definitely
1: sick. my son, oh, are you?
3: Sorry about that. What what a first call, Sarah. I've I've displayed a very private (laughs) moment to you.
2: Yeah, I shared Um, it with you.
3: (laughs) Thank you. What can we do for you tonight, Sarah?
2: (laughs) I've no idea anymore. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I called in about the plastic bags. Yeah. Because I had the same query, because I've been decluttering my house. Well done. And I had thousands of these damn bags, and like you, they have little... Uh, where they've been inside each other. Yeah. And I thought, so what is the issue with single-use plastic bags? Yeah. So I googled it. So according to Google. Oh, here we go. According to Google, <clears> uh, actually, it's it's a environmentally y thing. The issue is because when it's in landfill, it's not ideal situation for it to degrade.
3: It can't degrade when it's in landfill. Okay. Well, then-
2: it oh, does, it, it, it does to, to those micro uh, bits of plastic that are the real problem in the sea. That But in landfill, it's deep. not
3: going to get into
2: the sea. Well, I think it depends where it's stored, because if you look at the, where it goes abroad, where we've been shipping it abroad, it has been going into the watercourse. Yeah, you know why? So I oh, think um, that's the, Chinese. the yes, They've just been dumping them. The Chinese. Yep. Just dumping it in the sea, probably.
3: Outrageous. So, So, we we need to clarify. Is um, Richard Attenborough a liar or an honest man?
2: Oh, I think he's totally honest. Really? However, however... Really? Because I (laughs) I
3: said Richard Attenborough, the actor, not David Attenborough, the earth bummer, so you... (laughs) <laughs> you have you have, you have just basically said that David Attenborough is a liar and a terrorist. That's what you said, <gasps> Sarah. That's what you said. He bums the earth. What? <laughs> <laughs> very
2: good, very good. Yeah. Yeah. In my defence, I can't see
3: you Hello? It tomorrow. Hello? Say Hello? that again. You just disappeared. What happened there?
2: In your defence, what? I... I I've had a very long day, and I wasn't really listening. I'll
3: oh, go to go. To, um, no one, no one does. Don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry, Sarah. <laughs> not it's, it's best that out. way. Yeah, we often sound
2: really. more intelligent. <laughs> yes. Go. Why are you up? The, why are you up this late? Go to bed. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually in bed. Oh. Oh. How presumptuous of you. Uh, Ian. Do any
3: do any women wear nighties anymore? Are you a 90s uh, yeah. person?
2: Uh,
1: well, it's a long talk thing. It's not a nighty. Ah, uh, it's like a team-building exercise T-shirt. Oh, okay. But <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. No one wears Nights,
3: like, but women wear pyjamas, which I'm cool I, with. I have a number of slips. T-shirts. But that's not, what's a slip?
1: Well, it's a nightie, isn't it?
3: No, a slip is a petticoat. What? A slip is a petticoat. A but petticoat you go and, is an underskirt. Yeah, and so is a slip.
1: That's no, what, but, yeah, no, yeah, but it is. no, but I'm talking about actually designed to be nightwear rather than right, going well, underneath a, slip, a see-through is, skirt. Sarah,
3: you would agree with me, a slip is, is a petticoat, right? It goes under your skirt. It
1: is, yeah. Thank you, yeah, so Kat's talking it, rubbish. You can, wear, you can get them that you wear in bed. Yeah, you can. Well, then yeah, those, you a, know, like, is that like
3: a dress? Reserving. Is it like a dress?
1: No, well, like a sort of spaghetti strap dress, yeah.
2: So it's a nice. Yeah, they
1: they kind of work their way up and get stuck under your boobs. They as, do. As I nice. mean, there's no point in them at all, is there? And no. they look nice before you're getting to bed, but then you might as well forget it. Yeah, and, you know, when you've been with someone for years, what's the point in that
3: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> give up, give up. Hey, Sarah, thank you for your first call, I enjoyed that. I hope you, you know, it was, it was, it was we learnt about um bed wear and me burping.
1: <laughs> God, we learnt a bit too much about that.
2: I think we did. Uh, you didn't video that one, did you?
3: It was it was on camera. We'll hopefully um, hopefully that one will be going viral very
2: around lunchtime
3: very soon. Sarah, thank <laughs> yeah, you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio.
0: Little musings from mums, madams, Ooh. and meatpackers.
6: Oh, never mind, I must have misheard.
0: The late night alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio.
3: Let's go to Bill. Good evening, Bill. Morning, Ian. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, Bill. What have you got for us?
7: My tinder's stuck in another country, sorry, my so I've got tinder, Yes. Swipe, you know, it's stuck
3: if that makes sense yeah well, on in in a foreign country
7: yeah so I was, on, I was I was away last week in Toronto, and it's still I think, well, why there.
3: why were you looking at it when you were away last week in Toronto? Well, I wanted to see what
7: was there apart from you know Canadians and well probably what Canadians and
3: um, um, and what was there? <laughs> Bill, what, what was
7: there? <laughs> People. Horny uh, ha- yeah, uh, times? No. So I, mean, I was there for work, so I think it's a, bit, it's a bit weird like having a conference and then dropping off for the evening, so to speak. Um, well, no, it's fine. Uh, if
3: you've got boring talk you're listening to, I guess you can just sit there and flick away.
7: Flipping it. Get
3: your phone out and flick away.
7: Exactly. Well, I think I did some flicking. Um, yeah, so it's, it's still set as though I'm in, in Toronto. <laughs> How because are we I mean, gonna
3: f- How are we gonna fix that? Because you want some back to horny British. Um, I was going to say women there, then I realised that's very, very presumptuous. Um, uh, so what are we gonna do, Bill, to um, g- get you off?
7: Well, it, it, it was the you were presumptuous. It was the other, the, the same. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to. Um,
1: have you, you tried know. turning it off and
18: turning yeah. it on again?
7: I have done that. I've I've swiped. Uh, so much I've got RSI but it's still oh. in the uh, in the sort of greater Toronto area so I don't know
3: Sam's the expert at uh, um, uh, online pornography so Sam what what do you think he needs to to do he needs have to- you checked it in your settings
7: yeah it's got the location on I've got the, the you know the, the black arrow in the top right of the iPhone it still says
4: yeah so it says
7: seeing where I am
3: which is I you know, think you're going to have to move to Toronto mate mhm to run, well, I'll, I'll take the jump. Yeah, <laughs> do it. It's a great place. Uh, some great guys, you can have um, a lot of fun. <laughs> do you just use it because honestly, I've never used it right? And now the late night alternative is on uh, Tinder. Do you just use right. it for um, casual hookups and there's no judgment there? We've all been there, we've all done it, or do you, are you looking for love? Uh,
7: I don't really use it for casual hookups um, because uh you can write, like you know that you can so you don't if that makes sense right um mm. but you don't need to do that if that makes sense so you know it's there and yet as in no judgment i you know in the i don't like that way of pursuing things okay. you've got the other, you've got another app if you really want to do that
3: well there's um, you guys have got grinder which is um which is is that is i mean that no one's looking for love on there are they
7: well, I know I know some couples that have got together from Grindr. Wow. Um, but it is a it is a it is a, a pit that you can you can really go down if that makes sense. Uh, well, than yes. You get a lot of unsolicited messages, shall we say. Um of the visual uh, image kind. Um but yeah, it's uh the yeah, I quite like it. I've had a few dates off it. I've had you know, I've met people on Twitter dates, that kind of stuff in the past. It's been it's interesting. Wow. It's interesting. Wow.
3: Yep. Hey, nice one, Bill. Thank you for that, man. I hope you get it sorted, and I hope you get some uh, rumpy pumpy soon. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Have a good evening. Thank you very much indeed. Good evening, Jerry. Good evening, Ian and Cass. Hey.
15: Um, <clears throat> I just I'd like to say, by the way, about your low figures or or core, I don't know how they work these things out about viewers, because yeah. uh, I'm glued to LB. Oh! Uh, right. Oh, Jerry! <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> you basically
3: that. walked into a cathedral and took a dump. Uh, what is I'm that? Sorry.
15: I put the cross in your direction for a bit of nonsense. No, <laughs> I, I seriously. The only thing is, I would give a couple of suggestions. There's, I listen on the on my phone all the time. Yes. And uh, there's an app called Radio R D Y O, and you just can't find talk radio on there at all.
3: Oh, I don't know R D Y O because I've got Radio Player and I've got Tune In.
15: Ah, yeah. But I don't know- do. R-D-Y. I do work on that, but uh, there's a there's one called Radio, or Radio, you know, with yeah. a Y instead of an I. And and it was, well, I, I mean, you know, it was eventually I came across uh, the others, but um, the other thing as that well... One's Tur- that one's Turkish, mate. Oh, is it? Oh, blimey. It's, all oh. the
3: reviews are in Turkish.
15: Oh, sorry, Amy, and I just... Uh, oh, no, a
3: I'm, I'm just saying that might explain why you don't find talk radio yeah. on there. Um, well, it's got that other one on
15: there. Oh, those scumbags. <laughs> they get everywhere. <laughs> but honestly, I can't understand, you know, because I don't know how they gather these listening figures. No one comes up and asks me what I listen to. And, uh, you know, I even listen to John Nichols, for goodness sake. Wow. Uh, even though I don't agree to him.
3: You really are dedicated. Uh, well, he's, he's
15: good value because he does cover. It's stimulating conversation. It really is a broad spectrum of... Uh, uh, presenters. I mean, Howard Hughes, first-class stuff, and it really is. It's a real, it's a real eclectic mix. So I thoroughly enjoy it, and I've got to say that I get a bit peeved when, you know, stations that work so hard to put good and you've got some jolly good producers as
3: well. And um, apparently so. I'd love to work with one one day. Well,
15: can be wishful. I love, I love, Uh, it's just, it's tremendous when you, you know, when you listen throughout the day, and, um...
3: Jerry, I'm going to say something that might sound like an insult, but it's not,
15: right? It's
3: not. You sound like a radio geek.
15: Well, I've, I've always preferred the radio. Me too. I listened listened to the old days with Jeremy Beadle and all that kind of stuff. What was his, what was the name, was it
3: Jellybean, his show?
15: I uh, used to call it Beetlebum or something. Yeah, Beetlebum.
3: I think he had a show called Jelly Bean as well. Because I'm I'm a radio geek as well, Jerry. That's why it's not an insult. I'm I'm, I'm with you, know, you, brother.
15: Well, if, if you watch tell, tell you, if you watch news on the telly, yeah. After 15 minutes, it's the same all over again, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. And where you get the input from everybody, you know, which is, I think this is what the kids miss out on. They don't listen to the radio because they haven't understood. What it has to offer, apart from maybe music or whatever, but really and truly, the content of stuff that you get off talk radio is absolutely fantastic. Wow, that's you know, great! The, the call, callers ringing in and and the, and the various experts you get on, and then you get a lovely, you know, say eclectic mix. So different from the other station. The wonderful thing about talk radio is it covers such a broad spectrum of topics. It's just first class. But um, there was just one thing I wanted to say. Yes. I'm one of these people. You know how everyone says that they've done things and seen people in their life like celebrities all the time? Yeah. i hardly seen any celebrities in my life. And I think I've spotted Bambergascore. Oh,
3: that's one for the kids. Okay, yes.
15: And, and, and once, I, happened, I used to live fairly near um, Shepton Studios, and uh, a guy who worked there I invited me along one day, and they happened to be filming... Gilbert O'Sullivan operas, and I suddenly saw this extraordinarily tall
3: man. I think man. you mean Gilbert and Sullivan.
1: Although I would yes. love to see that. I would love like oh, to see sorry. one. Gilbert
3: O'Sullivan is the uh, the, the singer-songwriter right. from the 70s. Gilbert and That's Sullivan.
15: right numpty tonight, I don't know.
3: No, 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 it's fine. It's just, it's just <laughs> when you said operas, it's like, ah, no, okay. We've had Gilbert O on the show. Up. We've not had Gilbert and on the show.
15: Yes, it's like people who can't pronou-
3: pronounce cushion. Um, <laughs> <think you're> <laughs> people,
15: that say, people that say mischievous
3: oh them, gosh either. can oh. you be more pacific about it oh
15: what's your pronunciation
1: <laughs> but the, poor,
15: the tall man when he turned round was Vincent Price Oh, um, I wish I'd gone up and had a chat with him. And I thought he'll be sick to death of people.
3: I've heard that him. Vincent Price was actually quite um, a charmer when people approached him. Oh, more so different. than Christopher Lee. I worked with Christopher Lee, and he was a grumpy old so-and-so. Okay. Yeah, but I've heard that Vincent Price was um, was very very approachable.
15: Yeah, well, he. I I just felt that that's probably the last thing he was. But I mean, he was so tall; it was it was incredible. Yeah. And wow. Uh, you know, he had an aura about him. Isn't it funny that people like that just have a sort of... It isn't just just being famous, but there was there was something about the guy. We used
3: to call it special. the X Factor before the TV show stole that phrase, the X Factor, that kind of magic thing that made them stand out from uh, mere mortals like you and me, Jerry.
15: Good, Well, I think between you and Paul Ross, you've got an encyclopedic knowledge that must extend to Wikipedia's called... Oh, oh yeah,
3: totally, it. totally useless. That doesn't <laughs> earn us a penny. But Jerry, listen, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you You're getting some nice new people calling in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Val. Good evening, Val.
18: Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Val. you just a the picture.
3: Yep, sent it yesterday. Oh, that's nice. It's nice, and it's hopefully it's going to get you uh, feeling a little bit fruity.
18: <laughs> well,
3: you old racist.
18: <laughs> no, I won't be like that again.
3: Sorry?
12: I won't be like that again. Oh,
3: that's okay. I know, I'm only teasing you. Uh, it, we did it and it's got sent, I think, either uh, Monday or Tuesday we did it. Right. So it should be with you very, very soon.
18: Do you, do you mind
6: doing it?
3: Yeah, I hated doing it. In fact, I want to recall <laughs> it. Of course I don't mind doing it. I'm just very forgetful. That's why it's taken so long. I'm an idiot.
18: Oh, no, no, you, you, you cheer my day up.
3: Oh, well, there you go. Thank you. And you cheer my day up asking for it. And hope you let us... Give us a call when it's arrived, OK? OK. All right, now. Nice one. Thank you. We're going to go to California in a second. This is Talk Radio.
0: The radio show where the owls... Are not what they seem.
3: Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks?
0: The late night alternative with Ian Lee.
10: They could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams.
3: On Talk Radio. (laughs) Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry.
18: Hi, Ian.
3: Hey Jerry, how you doing?
18: I'm fine, how are you guys doing?
3: I'm struggling to speak, so I'm gonna keep quiet while Catherine speaks.
18: (laughs) Hi, how are you doing, Jerry? What's going on with you? (laughs) You know what? I wanted to tell you happy birthday now. Um, I know I'm a little early, but I sent you guys a package, and you know what? Um, I don't know. It says that I looked in the tracking that they um, attempt to deliver it, so I don't know what's going on. But if you guys could just kind of keep an eye on it for it. To see. If did, it's you, which, a did, did you days. send
3: it to the new building or the old building?
18: The new one. And you know what? I'm not sure if I have the right email address, I mean the right address, because um, – there's no way to email you guys, because <laughs> I can't find, I, because a couple of times I tried to email you and it came back, so I don't know how to, I didn't know how to get a hold of you, but well, I'm not even sure if I got the right address.
3: Uh-oh, this is exciting. I don't have a public email address anymore. Kath's got a Talk Radio.
1: Yeah, I have. If you want to email me, you can do that.
3: What it's
1: is it? It's <laughs> at talkradio.co.uk.
18: Okay, now, is the K and the, like, your K and the Z, are they um, uh, upper K, uh, like, letters or lower K? Uh,
1: I don't
3: think it matters. It doesn't matter. What is this, 1996,
18: Grandma? Well, well, you know what, over here, you know what, if over here, if you make it, like, if it's non-capital or, little, like, uh, you know, it will come back. It, you no, have to be like, really? But us? you have to, yeah, yeah.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah. How strange.
1: No, just go for it. I think it will just be fine. Just do it you can
3: do it I don't have a public email address anymore and I feel so much better for that man alive do you
1: so remember please. if the address that you sent it to had uh, London Bridge in it yes okay it well did. that was that did it thing.
3: have talk radio in it
1: uh, yes it did then
3: we did. it will arrive happen. any day then it's going to happen
1: okay thank you Jerry okay. that's really kind of you
3: is it your birthday Kath
18: oh no problem you know that's what Next we month. do over here <laughs> that's really kind I, <laughs> I think so you sent so us something before didn't you yeah, but you know it was in the old address. Yeah. So it was
1: easier. Yeah, I remember. Thank you. That's really kind of you. You didn't need to do that. It's very kind.
18: Oh, that's okay. No problem. You know what? Um, I'm going to email you just to make sure that I get it or that I, that I got the email correct. Sure. Okay. And uh, Thank you, Jerry, for reminding make- me <laughs> that it's
3: uh, my best friend's birthday in a few weeks' time. Because I didn't have a clue. I didn't know. Didn't know. I'm going to guess. No
1: problem.
3: It's August. Yes. Guys- hang on. Let do- me guess.
1: He does this every time.
3: It's the 12th. Yes. It's
1: a Got glorious 12th. It's
3: the 12th. Got it. Okay.
1: There we go. <sighs> thank you, Jerry. Thank you for reminding this idiot. And thank you st- for, for being up.
3: a bumlick. Now, in American, that would mean you kiss tramps. But So I would translate for you. Thanks for being an ass, ass lick.
18: A butt kiss. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, they say all kinds of rude things over here. Oh, so. it's
3: a terrible country. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Hey, listen, Jerry, you're, thanks so much. It's always nice to hear your voice.
18: Oh, it's nice to hear from you guys, and you guys take care.
3: Thanks very thanks much. Too. See you later on. Bye-bye. Right,
18: bye. Uh, bye-bye.
3: Bye I love Jerry. She lives in California. She listens to this rubbish. She sends you uh, birthday cases. Birthday. Sorry, I'm saying birthday cases because I'm reading a thing here. Dave says all email addresses are lowercase. Yeah, but if you did it in uppercase, it wouldn't make a difference, Dave. It wouldn't make a difference. So, um... Thank you for that, Dave, but, um, not today. What have you got, Boyly?
1: Um, okay, what about this? A uh, woman goes topless in an attempt to avoid shoplifting bust. Oh, okay. New York Post has a lot of fun bust, with it. Bust, bust. A New Jersey woman shed her shirt and went topless to escape a shoplifting arrest. Her attempt went bust, according to a report. Bust,
3: that's, um, because of boobs.
1: Yes, bosoms. was Pierce, 42 of her both Sorry, Lucky piss. Pierce? Luckier Pierce...
3: Lucky you, look at your piss all over the floor. <laughs>
1: 42 of Hoboken. Was seen trying to leave... Her a sh- what? Hoboken.
3: I don't know what Hoboken, Hoboken. is. Is that part it's of a place. woman? Oh, on a woman? In New Jersey. Where is Hoboken?
1: Hoboken.
3: Look at your piss all over Hoboken. Clean you know her this mess up.
1: Was <laughs> seen trying to leave a shop right in buy on without paying for a few items late Tuesday, according to n- uh, NJ.com. A lost prevention guard... That's what they call a security guard over there. Okay. Lost prevention. Yeah. Asked a police officer working a security detail to help stop the woman who became uncooperative when confronted and tried to flee. Police Lieutenant Eric Amato told the news lieutenant. site... No, because he's American. They'd say lieutenant.
3: But we're in Britain. We say lieutenant.
1: No, but The he's...
3: lieutenant's daughter. Uh, we're in Britain. We say it properly.
1: No. No. During an ensuing struggle, Pierce scratched the cop's arm several times and tried to slug him, but he managed to grab hold of her shirt, Amato said. The desperate woman tore away, allowing her shirt to be pulled off so she could escape topless. So she allowed it, did she? He didn't rip her shirt off. So that's, Interesting cop speak there. That's
3: the old grabbing it and then just slipping through it so you can escape. Was mm-hmm. she wearing a brazier? What does a brazier mean? What is, what is, what's the origin of the word brazier?
1: Um... Uh yeah. Okay,
3: errrrr. Uh, gonna make something up now.
1: Well, honestly, I don't know. Okay. Bra, uh, the bras in French is your arms, but obviously it's got nothing to do with the arms. Well,
3: of course it does. Your arms go through it.
1: Yeah. I wonder. Shall I look it up?
3: No. Carry I'm on interested with no, now. Carry on with the story.
1: Hang on. I'm interested now. Brasier. Brazier. Definition.
3: Why well, not know the definition is you want Yeah, eat- do
1: you know what it is? Obsolete French brassiere bodies from old French brassiere arm protector from bras arm. Ar- Thank arm you
3: protector. very
1: much, everyone. Thank you. Arm protector. Very much guys Arm protector. Very much. Uh she was she legged it topless. Pierce was nabbed a block away and the stolen merch recovered. To make matters worse for the suspect, police found. Drug paraphernalia on her. Mm-mm. She was charged with robbery, robbery, resisting arrest, possession of narcotics, and droopy boobies. <laughs> you
5: you Not made true. one of those things Yeah, up. I
1: did. She didn't have any drugs. The arresting officer refused medical attention for his injuries. He should have got done for ripping her shirt off. She was a thief. Doesn't deserve to be de- denuded like that. She
3: was a thief. And she uh, she deser- My voice is going, man. Yeah. My voice is going. Um, 344 1000 is the telephone number. You seen the giant Ed Sheeran statue?
1: No, I feel like I should.
3: Yeah, you're gonna. Know. Yeah, got it. There's a giant Ed Sheeran statue. <coughs> uh, where is it? A giant sculpture of Ed Sheeran has appeared in Moscow. The five-metre-long model shows the shape of you singer Ed, 28... Wearing a graffiti-covered white shirt, red shorts and shades. It appeared in Gorky <laughs> Park, in the Russian capital, <laughs> where Ed will be performing on Friday. Ed, who released fourth album, number six collaborations project last week, launched his career by playing small venues in London.
1: He was a bosco wasn't he? Uh, oh, a reclining Ed.
3: Down to Gorky Park. Wind of change. Is that what they're singing about? Gonky. I always Konky thought it was gonky pon. pong.
1: I thought it was all honky punk.
3: Donkey pong. Donkey pong. Go on. I can't talk, Cassie. Can, can you finish us up?
1: Yeah, I'll finish you up. All right. Virtual porn. How about that? Alrighty. Uh, Virtual porn star Yedi Vales, or Jeddy Vales. How virtual do you pronounce porn, the name? When,
3: that's like when you wear the headsets and it's it's all 360. You can mm-hmm. look down and it looks like. And yeah. it's
1: the next phase of sex technology, according to adult firm boss. Yeah. Photo-realistic CGI puppets that look exactly like real people have already turned up in major movies. Star Wars Rogue One featured cameos from computer-rendered versions of Dead Stars, Carrie Fisher and Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Second mention of the night.
3: No, but Carrie Fisher wasn't dead in Star Wars Rogue One. Was she?
1: Mm.
3: Which was the first one? The first film? No, the first one of the latest tranche. Well, so you had The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, that was it. Right, She was dead in Rogue One. Yeah, 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 she was. Or in film.
1: Uh, but as always, when it comes to entertainment technology, porn is leading the way. The first X-rated movie featuring an en- entirely CGI character is going to screens very soon. Virtual porn star Jeddy Vals, or Vales,
3: this sounds quite good. I might splash out on
1: this. Oh God, who boasts over twenty-three <laughs> followers on uh, twenty-three thousand followers on her Instagram is about to take part in her first hyper-real AI sex movie. <laughs> Uh, Jedi was created by the boffins at Kama Sutra VR and Uporn to demonstrate how possible direction for the mucky movies of tomorrow. But Charlie Hughes, vice president of Uporn, wants to assure flesh-and-blood porn performers that there's still a place for them in the digital future. He said, "Uporn doesn't claim to know the answers to all the questions about what AI means for humanity, and we have no interest in replacing porn performers whatsoever. That was never the motivation behind this project. And he clapped back. That's a new phrase, isn't it? Clapped back. Clapped back. Um, Critics who have questioned the growing momentum of fakery on social media. He said, promoting things that are not real on social media, seemingly a huge part of social media. Gone are the days of virtual characters being restricted to any movies or video games. There's a picture of her with a little bit of side boob going on there. Um, In our eyes, Jetty is already an early step in the next phase of technology, working with humans, instead of working to replace humans in human sexuality. God. There we go. That's the future. Mind that's you, they said that about <coughs> Ananova. Do you remember <coughs> that newsreader?
3: Oh, yeah, I do remember Ananova. Um, uh, VHS won over Betamax because porn chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever format porn chooses wins. Wins. That's, uh, that's how it goes. My throat is killing me all of a sudden.
1: Uh, I think sometimes it's the release of the burp
3: does it with you? It like no, burns the back of your throat? No, it doesn't at all. Well. It's not what it is at all. It's, um, uh, it's just, it uh, turns out I've got a cold down my children for breathing in my house with me. it 's pesky kids. Uh, the other day. Let's see if we've got anything else. You got anything else? I yeah. Got, go on, you go on. Go on, take us home. Take us home, cowboy. Come in, Paul Ross. Cat's going to entertain us. Oh, go flushing
1: on. drugs could create a meth crocodile. Police in the oh. U.S. have warned flushing drugs down the toilet could create meth gators.
3: Why, right, right? Meth gators. I'm in.
1: Loretto Police Department made the tongue-in-cheek comment after catching a suspected drug dealer attempting to get rid of methamphetamine in his lavatory. After entering the home in Loretto, Tennessee, on Saturday, officers found the man flushing away 12 grams of meth and several items of drug paraphernalia.
3: This is the second time you've said the phrase drug paraphernalia I know, tonight. I crazy.
1: I'm going to say it again. The suspect was charged with drug possession with intent for resale, possession of drug paraphernalia. Well. And tampering with evidence, according to the news site, police jokingly warned that his actions could end up creating meth gators in Alabama. In a Facebook post, since deleted, the department repeat, reportedly said, "This, folks, please don't flush your drugs, okay?"
11: There was a piece in the another paper about this yesterday, which said that um, apparently it's not a drug I've been attempting to try, but um, apparently increases uh, paranoia can lead to violence. Oh. Which you don't really want in alligators or crocodiles, nah. do you? You don't nah. really enhance that side of their evolutionary <laughs> well, skill set.
1: This copper goes on to say, Ducks, geese and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds and we shudder to think what one hyped up on meth would oh, do. Oh, and meth,
11: and meth quackers. I mean, that's almost much the cartoon series right now happen, <laughs> isn't it? You know you get um squirrels that are addicted to
3: uh, to crack. In But um, people smoke crack like under trees and stuff and little rocks fall out and the squirrels go around and don't think, eat anything, Oh, it's nuts. And then they eat it, and then they they get
11: addicted to to crack. Blimey, Charlie. Imagine. I'm not walking the dogs in the woods again. Oh, Hoboken, by the way, New Jersey, is where Frank Sinatra's from. There we go. I did a tour it. once there in my horrible obsessive way. Yeah. Bit great. And there, is, there are squirrels in,
3: somewhere in America, um, in like one of the great parks that have got the plague. No, it wasn't. It was in like San Francisco or something. There were squirrels that they found had the bubonic plague, in America. I'm sure of it. Catherine, please. I am. Put us out of our misery. That must have I that
11: And that there are black happened. squirrels around Stevenage Way in Hertfordshire, and they're a genuine tumble offshoot of the, not, not the, another species like the Red squirrel. Yeah. There are black squirrels, yeah. certainly in Stevenage and Hertfordshire. And they're like Letchworth Way. You're right. Yeah, of course you'd like that, you guys, wouldn't you, with your history. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Plague-infected squirrel caused the closure of a California campground this week after it was found during a routine trapping in L.A. County Health Officials. There you go.
11: would your campground in San Francisco, would be worth investigating. <laughs> 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 I'm be. sorry. I'm sorry. It's been well, a long week. What have you got on your show tonight, We Paul? have got something that I would urge everybody to consider investigating for the summer holidays. I think you might be tempted by this. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, opening up properly on July the 25th. It's part of Bristol Zoo, but it's not part of the zoo because it's bare wood. You go over walkways, they're reintroducing brown bear. Oh, okay. And and wolves in the same area. Lynx and wolverine are coming back to be living in the wild as well. It's completely wow. enclosed. Yeah. They're going to be fed by the people. But you go over these kind of almost Kenya safari-style walkways, and you'll see them in their natural habitat. I oh, can't. I wait. won't be
3: doing that. Why not? I don't like heights. I don't like go ape. I had to come off go ape once. Did you? Yeah. Was, I, I, was, I, Did you get a refund? No, I didn't get oh. a refund, and I upset my youngest because I was supposed to be on there with him. And I said, "Son, I can't do
11: it. It's, I'm finding oh. it horrible." Well, the other thing um, we're doing tonight, I'm mentioning, uh, is inspired by u two's concert last Thursday, the KISS concert. Oh. Because it was on this day in history that KISS added to what you young folk call their merch by releasing their first KISS casket. casket, yeah. And, um, so we're going to talk about that because I don't know if you know, you're a fan of Pantera great metal bag. I've heard of, really I'm aware Dime of Dimebag Darrell, they're, they're, two, two guys, Darrell Abbott was his name, they call him Dimebag, and his brother Vinnie Paul Abbott, were the co-founders, they didn't sing, great guitarist, and then in 2004, poor old Dimebag, Pentura Broken Up, was shot by a crazed fan on stage, shot dead. Okay, In concert? With, in concert, with wow. a roadie and two members of the audience, okay? The guy was then taken down by police and killed himself. Wow. Uh, Gene Simmons donated to Bury Dimebag a Kiss Casket. What, and a turn generous uh. And turned up at the funeral, along with Eddie Van Halen, who gave his famous bumblebee guitar to be buried in the Kiss Casket. Then Vinnie Paul dies last year, and he was buried in another kiss casket, right beside his brother. It's wow. a great story, isn't it? That's incredible. And it's got the four guys, I'm sure you've seen the kiss yeah, faces. Yeah. And kiss forever on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's why I want to be buried
3: in, Catherine. I don't want to put any more money in Simmons' pocket. But that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Oh uh that's it, we're done. I was about to give up the phone number. There is no point to doing that at all.
11: Uh thank well, you I'm, very much. I'm I'm on here from one to five and get lonely. You told me off once for giving out the number before you yeah, said. So you were speaking d- to the wrong kind of callers. <laughs> that's before you rediscovered your mojo YouTube. Oh okay, well then phone up Paul Ross <laughs> and uh, tickle him. 0344...
1: 499. Nine. <laughs> they do. They, they
3: do. do. They love it. <laughs> oh, 0344 499 four, nine, We will be back tonight at 10. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Paul Ross is up next. This is Talk Radio. We are Talk so. Radio.